This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, the ginger geek Matt Delhauer joins the fun as we review the premiere episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus and Zack Snyder's four-hour Justice League. Geek boner! Plus, we celebrate a huge milestone. We got a new cameo celebrity shout-out to share, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, March 22nd, 2021. Yeah, what's up? Hello, listener, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us, he puts the hoe in HBO Max. It's Zack Snyder's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Hold on while I kill someone violently. All right, I'm finished. Rugs is going to be in black and white and slow yeah. motion and just I'm going to be in a box in yeah. black and white and the next version of of the Justice League is going to be a flipbook. <laughs> if you want to get as old-timey as possible. Sure, why not? Also <laughs> joining us my favorite ginger geek. It's Matt Delhauer. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. Hey, I guess uh, that makes me the theatrical version of Matt Delhauer. You are the theatrical cut. No, you're the I'm director's cut. I'm very bright, uh, not nearly as funny as I think I am, <laughs> but I'm not here nearly as long. And you just, everything you say isn't just exposition, you know? No, it is. Like, everything I oh, say is. is exposition. It is exposition, no this character. Is, is this a what the fuck happened? What's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, thanks for joining us, Matt, on a non-what the fuck happened. I'd I, the truth be told, when I first wanted to come on, I thought that's what this was going to turn into. It might still turn into that. Oh, shit. Based on our reviews. But look, let me talk to the first time listener. If you're a listener, you just turned this shit on and you were like, well, what are these assholes about? Are they reliable? Are they going to show up? Should I subscribe? Well, you have joined us on our official sixth anniversary of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Nerd. Oh, uh, shit. Right? We started. Oh, Jesus Christ. March 23rd, 2015. We have this officially complete six years, 312 weeks of weekly podcasts, and we've only missed two weeks. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Delhauer, you're here on a momentous anniversary occasion. And I didn't even do that on purpose. I usually <laughs> like to uh, insert myself into things that, that mean something to you. So I feel important uh, by proxy. Well, happy six years. Six happy years. birthday, everyone. Yeah. Congratulations. Imran, yeah. what'd you get us? Uh, yeah. I got Did we you. get a bonus. Yeah. yeah. You want a bonus? I'll give you. Here's your, here's your oh. fucking bonus. We got you mm. ball deodorant. Fuck's sake, man. You're amateur. Here's your, here's your bonus. Get the Fuck out. Wait, you want another bonus? You want some more bonuses? <laughs> well, after six years, we lost that sponsorship with the ball deodorant. Uh, yeah. No, we, we, look, we had, we've done sponsorships. Was it because of my reading? <laughs> no, your, that was the best Manscaped read ever. I'm surprised I they it, didn't contact you afterwards and go, I you're sent the, it to you're them. the type of guy we need to talk about ball. They loved it. But just to put this in context, we have podcasted through three American presidencies. Right. 
Uh, we have podcasted longer than the entire existence of the Marvel TV shows on Netflix. Oh, shit. Right. Came and went. And so uh, that's a long fucking time. I don't know how this happened. Unrelated, I want to share a new cameo celebrity shout out. Oh, oh really? Shit. Oh, yeah. this is back? Wow. This is back. This one is sponsored uh, by our patron saint of awesome Seth Morgan. Oh. I was supposed to share this last week, and I fucking what forgot. What about David Mobley? What happened to that guy? David does Mobley. Real, does he not know where he is anymore? He ran out of cameo money. Yeah, he, <laughs> the stocks have been down, so I don't know if his, how his portfolio he is He invested doing. in a ton of crypto, and it yeah, just went and, uh, south for him. Dogecoin, but that's what he uses. He's like he a still doesn't trader. realize that this is a podcast? <laughs> He's never listened. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to surprise you. Let's just hear who this cameo shout out is. I should have played this last week. I forgot. So, but it's kind of nice for our six year anniversary. This is Frank Grillo. <laughs> you know me. But who are you? Are you the discerning, sophisticated type of person who enjoys all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news, pop culture references, witty banter? Me neither. I'm just here for the dick jokes. And that's it. <laughs> that's Frank Grillo in the chat, you guys. Sounds I like just, my Uncle Ted. I click on the link. I posted uh, the cameo page. You could see yeah, him. He looks very uh, handsome and cut and buff. And But you could see him. He's in like a trailer or something. I'll post the link. V. He's got a nice deep V. And, and, a, and a very borderline red tan. Where does it look like he is? Like I'm, I thought he was on a boat, but it looks like a trailer on set of a movie or something. It looks like in, he's probably in like Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> he's in New Mexico in an air He looks like he's in a trailer somewhere. Yeah, he looks like he's in a trailer. So Seth Morgan, thank you very much. We Remember last week we talked a whole bunch about Frank Grillo. I'm going to talk show. about him again. Yeah, I watched another Frank Grillo movie. <laughs> all right. The last thing. So that's a I'm lot watching fun. them all, Frank. Last <laughs> announcement before we get started. I just want to announce to everyone. I got my first fucking Pfizer dose. Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm halfway. Did it uh, make your dick hard? Sinated. No, it made it go in, though. It's it very the weird. Viagra slash vaccine. Went, they gave me Viagra <laughs> instead of the like Pfizer. Every old oh. guy would be running up to take it. <laughs> Did it matter if you like Trump that's, or not? That's the way to uh, get over vaccine. Yeah, they should have really, they should have really cross marketed that thing. Put some Viagra in that fucking vaccine. Uh, just double good. <laughs> so I'm half vaccinated. For now whatever we need you to worth. sit and wait for 15 minutes in case you have any kind of reaction. Yeah, and then if happened. you have that reaction for more than four hours, contact doctor. <laughs> Imran's skin turns back to brown. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Oh, it reverses. For the Please, as, as soon as I get the second one, it's just like <laughs> like venom, but with brown, and it just covers know, me. It, it, your brown skin certainly starts to uh, cover your body like. Uh, Steppenwolf's armor oh, God. retracts from his skin. Prickle, just, yeah, the comes opposite. out. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I was concerned because there's no studies about people with vitiligo taking this vaccine. There's no fucking data. Well, they so don't have enough albinos to do that shit. Uh, no, that's not albinoism. That's different. <laughs> do not lump us together. We have different <laughs> needs. Now everyone feels bad for Imran. Yes. You don't want that. But we'll see. <laughs> I, I know it's just a little sore and no reaction. So I'm fine. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. Frank Grillo's cameo shot. Yeah, Frank Grillo. Imran's got a vaccine. I got the He's going to turn brown again. Yeah. This is a good start to Six the show. Do you want to turn brown again, though? No, I don't. You, the benefits don't of know. being white, I feel like, are much higher. I would love to be able to switch back and forth. That would be amazing. But I didn't Whenever think that's it suited possible. your needs. Well, that'll be Imran's X-Men power. Listen, the, 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 the whiteness benefit will come back around. It's cyclical. You know, comes and goes. So I suggest that you rent the movie Soul Man. Yes. <laughs> and then powder oh, no. afterwards. Tanning pills. Do they have those? I'm sorry. <laughs> 
this always diverges into like making fun of Imran, which is one it's, of my favorites. It's what we love six to do here. Six years of it, man. Six, yeah, yeah, six years. And it's pounding. <laughs> Part six of the reason I stayed. <laughs> it's the six more years of you fucking shitting on me. Let's get started, you bastard. <laughs> the Jock and Ned Podcast. Oh, my God. We got two big fucking geek boner reviews. Geek boner. For you, listener. You've seen the title. We're going to start with the latest Marvel Plus show. Marvel Plus. Marvel show on Marvel. Disney Plus. Marvel Disney Plus. Plus. I, Disney I was going to say, they might as well call him Marvel yes, Plus. Yes, it's Marvel Plus. This is Jock and Nerd Plus to the max. Whatever. The Falcon and Winter Soldier. First episode premiered. Uh, here is your spoiler if you haven't seen it. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This episode called The New World Order. That's, uh, that's a Hulk Hogan thing, isn't it? Is that, <laughs> what, what, is that the song for the WWE New World Order? It was it was WCW. Get it right, and then for yes, life, for, for 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 life. I thought of uh, isn't that isn't that a band also? Rugs is it? No, New Order is the band. New Never Order. Mind. I got him confused. Yeah, New World Order. This episode running about like forty two minutes. So these are your hour long episodes. This whole series or forty two minutes. About forty. What <laughs> you said? Hour long episodes. Or forty two minutes in, in quotes. Yeah, they <laughs> say hour long. Yes, what I mean, what they mean is forty two. It's never. I kind of I don't really understand the idea of streaming platforms that stick to like the standard television length of TV episodes. Yeah, it's weird. Where it's like, oh yeah, it's an it's a quote unquote hour long drama, but it's forty two minutes in case you put commercials in. In case who does? You're the one who dictates yes. that. <laughs> yes, good point. Same you with, think like, they're sitcoms. gonna syndicate it in like some dumb cable channel like TNT will have it? Maybe like years down the line. If Disney Plus ever fails, once yeah, once yeah. it ca- ca- caves, uh, you know what? I wonder. I wonder if they have deals with like TV channels in like Europe in, or yeah, something. Internationally, they got they got the Star thing, and they have different uh, yeah. different services internationally. So some may insert like ads Root and stuff. Yeah. yeah, maybe it shows up on Hulu. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, created and written by Malcolm Spellman who has written on Empire in, in the past. That's in his credits. And this series is directed, all every episode, by Kari Skoglin, who is best known for Handmaid's Tale, uh, The Punisher on Netflix, The Walking Dead, The Americans, and, of course, starring Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, The Falcon, and Sebastian Stan as James Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier. And apparently, Disney, I just read this, Disney announced that this premiere was the most viewers for any previous Disney Plus show over the course of its opening weekend. Oh, shit. Like, they don't give out numbers for anything, so they can say whatever the fuck they want, I guess. Sure. We're like, sure, okay. It's better than WandaVision? That's what they said. Hmm. They said well, it probably that, had the, the built-in hype of everyone liking WandaVision. And well, I also think we'll it's see. because this this immediately from just seeing any sort of like advertisement for it, you know exactly what you're getting into. It's going yeah. to be a Marvel like spy thriller with these characters. Whereas WandaVision, a lot of people were like, I don't know what the fuck this is supposed yeah. to be, and I might just avoid it. Yeah, it it was uh, bigger numbers than even Mandalorian season two premiere and WandaVision is what Disney is saying. Wow. Hey, Anthony, plot me on this first episode. Uh, what happens? You're good at the concise plots. Sure. So this is sometime after the events of Endgame, and Falcon is struggling with the mantle of being Captain America, so he gives it up right away, and he's trying to get back into life. 
He's still doing jobs on the side for the Air Force, um, but he's trying to basically figure out if he's worthy to be Captain America. On the other side, you have Bucky Barnes, who, for the first time in his life, doesn't have anything to do, and he's fucked up. <laughs> so he's seeing psychologists. He's dealing with the trauma of being the Winter Soldier for the last 90 years, and he's trying to figure out what his purpose in life is and how he can atone for all his crazy shit that's happened. And um, the world itself still is reeling from Endgame. Yeah. And the world is also looking for heroes. So that's where we're at. Pretty good. Solid setup for the series, giving you all the pieces. Delhauer, you're our guest. Why don't you uh, start us off overall? What'd you think? What moments? Who do you want to talk about? Um, Overall, I did enjoy it. Uh, I felt that being the first episode, you know, it, it suffers from that sort of we have to set everything up. We have to show you the players and we kind of have to set the board. But beyond that, we'll maybe drop one major plot element for you. Which they and that's about it. So it it's a solid enough setup and it, it definitely has me interested for the next one. But it didn't blow me away too much. Mm in being like, oh, holy shit, guys, fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier is amazing. Yeah. This is part one of Act One. So, like, I'm interested. Yep, yep. So don't fuck up. Uh, Anthony, not a lot. There's only six episodes, so (laughs) they got not a lot of time to set things up. These characters, ironically, they like you said, they don't even get together in this episode. Uh, But did you enjoy kind of the kind of slower pace of getting to know these two before they get thrown together? And what do you think overall? Um. I, I echo Matt's thoughts. I do. Th- I mean, first off, it is it is slower, but the first ten minutes is oh, like is the most action you've seen you from Marvel in in two Holy years. Shit. Oh yeah, so it's amazing. Starts off really hot. I do enjoy like when Marvel g- dives into these characters and them living normal lives. So yeah, I kind of enjoy that. As I hinted at my um, recap, I kind of see already like this is about these two guys and one guy's trying to find out if he's worthy the other guy's Mm -hmm. trying to find out his purpose Mm -hmm. they'll both rely on each other to figure that out um you don't see these characters come together yet i think this first episode doesn't didn't like blow me away either i was i definitely enjoyed it i'm i'm along for the ride it wasn't like wandavision where i was just like whoa what the fuck is that like i'm intrigued but i feel like with this being a six episode show wandavision kind of lent itself to being mini arcs or mini things within an episode because of the format of 50s, 60s, 70s, this seems like it's feeling like it'll be a six-hour movie type yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it kind of ends on a cliffhanger, but it doesn't end in a way where you're like, this is a condensed episode where it's just like you can recap everything and feel like you you it's, it's it can stand on its own. I feel like this episode will be part of a larger picture yeah. as episodes are. And, and I feel like we'll be able to re- better evaluate it then. But overall, I did like it. Now, you guys both said it. It's a part one, act one. It's less episodic than just parts of a movie. Rugs, now, yeah. our most discerning critic, you famously uh, weren't so hot about the beginning of WandaVision. And again, you're like, right. it's better to talk about, to watch. Now, this right. one. Where well, I enjoyed the action okay. in the beginning. I thought that was fun. I was like, whoa, this is on a good level. This is like... Definitely doesn't feel like a TV show. This feels like a movie-level action. And believe me, I've seen some bad movies with bad actors. So <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. On his Frank Grillo. Starring Frank Grillo? Yeah, I'm watching lots of Frank Grillo movies, so I know what I'm talking about here, people. Frank Grillo's uh, going to hate us. We talk shit about no, him. No, but I mean, like... He look, got his money. He did. 
Look, he got his he, cameo money. Listen, this is uh, he got his cameo money. He's happy. He's not gonna listen to this. He has contempt for guys like us. You understand? <laughs> We're like the fucking scum on the bottom of his shoe. Um, what was I saying? Uh, anyway, <laughs> good. Yeah, so the act, the action was good, and uh, of course, it felt like a Marvel movie. It felt like kind of like in the in the vein of uh, Winter Soldier, yeah, and uh, Civil War. It that's felt kind of like in that same family, and when that's exactly what I kind of wanted. Fuck yeah. I yep. wanted it to Deep feel like a Marvel movie on TV. Obviously, it's decompressed because they're, you know, they're spreading it out over you know, a bunch of episodes. And hopefully it leads to like ep- epicness all, all around. I, I know that there's going to be other characters that are going to come in um, that we've seen in the trailers. So I'm excited about that. Of course, when we get to the end of this, we see that they've taken the shield and handed it off to a new Captain America, and I felt like that was the the part of the show where I soured on it because it was just like, to me, like if you're going to introduce a character, and they might be doing this on purpose, maybe they don't want us to like him at all, but it would have been cooler if they they made us like him than made us hate him. You oh know? my God! They must. This. Let's start there. This is now that the shot most is not complimentary <laughs> at all. So Wyatt Russell, <laughs> the son of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, is revealed at the very end. America is not ready for a black Captain America, and Sam Sam is also not ready to be Captain America. But this dude shows up, and you think he could have put his teeth in before shooting this shot, oh. right? <laughs> Why is this a squishy face? Fucking. All no disrespect to why I'm sure he's a no, good looking this guy. This is totally the the costumer's fault. Well, the costume like, itself isn't bad, but that the helmet. Yeah. Oh my and god! The, the truth fit is, is Ill. Wyatt Russell is uh, you know nine times out of ten. If you see anything of Wyatt Russell, he has a full beard and long hair ah. because he. He lives in that I look like Kurt Russell from yes, the, the early 1980s. That's the problem. Yeah. So fully shaven. It's weird. It's, it's already like, oh, you rock the beard because you do not have a clean shave face. No, you got squishy face. And the meme of uh, the dude from Up uh, yes, that's is pretty, amazing. That's it's great. right. What up. I'm really hoping is up. I'm really hoping that the first thing we are going to see of him when we come back to episode two is going to be like, oh, you know, he's out there and he's waving. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm the new Captain America. And then we go like back behind the scenes of him walking inside and him like ripping the helmet off and looking at somebody and going, I fucking hate this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me look like I have no teeth. But yeah. you're Right, Rugs. If they wanted us to hate U.S. Agent or this character, well, you nailed it, Marvel. I don't know how you're going to redeem I, yeah, I, Squishy I, Face. I think that's the intent. I looked up U.S. Agent. I get him confused with Nuke. Oh, Nuke is a bad guy. But uh, I, I believe U.S. I think they're going to make U.S. Agent also, also a bad guy. We know that he's going to be a bad guy. It's just that it would have been cooler if it was like a, you know, we want you to like him, but then he ends up being evil and then you're like heartbroken. You know, but that's not going to be the new cat. I think, like yeah, it. it's sadly it feels like what they're going with is that it's right off the bat. You're going to look at him. And as you look at him, you're like, you are not Captain America. You don't look like Captain America. And I don't want to get behind you as yeah. being Captain America. I reject you. Yes. Yeah. Like I Dr. The, Frankenstein rejected his creation. I, I kind of. <laughs> I, I would also like for them to do the, the way where they build it is like, oh, no, you like you're going to like this guy like he's he's just like he's he's cap 2.0. He's just like Steve Rogers. But I think the problem is, is we also did that with Nuke in the Jessica Jones show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was yeah. like, oh, he's a great guy and he's really cool. And like they get along and then like steadily you're like, oh, and he's got a drug problem and a rage problem. Yeah. I feel like this guy's going to be a little more brutal than Cap would be and not have the same ethics, obviously. They might play up like. 
I, I you can already kind of see the line with with Falcon with some of the troubles he's dealing with yeah. um, with the banks. Yeah, I could see them playing up the line of U.S. agent being like a super conservative, yeah. right wing, oh shit, brutal guy, and I could I could see them like maybe not like going all the way with it, but at least like hinting at the fact that like. Hey, this is this is a really conservative bad guy. I guess the the thing that I wonder is whether they're going to build him to be a full on super powered U.S. agent, or if we're going to get like another Mandarin swerve where he's literally just a fucking poster boy for their propaganda. Right? Has he been serumed? We don't know. Is he just wearing the suit? It's going to be interesting to see because I read somewhere where like during COVID, like they shot most of it, but they had time to. Fine-tune some things and how much they're going to pick up on the political shit that happened this year because this show is primed to be super topical. Anthony, you mentioned Sam. Let's talk about Sam and his arc. Let's talk about the fucking opening. It is a 10-minute opening action scene that largely i found this article on cinema blend it was done with practical effects i've seen videos of those dudes in those squirrel suits those wingsuits i've seen them fly next to uh caves and cliffs and go through things but i didn't know you could fly from a helicopter into another fucking helicopter with a dude on your back on one of those suits we got george st pierre as Batrock. Back. He was, uh, back. He, he was great. And then Red Wing acting as psychic was so fucking perfect. I also love the concept that they build with these bad guys being like, okay, we, we've hijacked this plane and Falcon has shown up. Right. And he's he, he comes in and he's got his powered wings that can also be slashing blades and they can also be a shield and everything. And then these guys realize our plan is to try and fly out to a helicopter on these wingsuits. And now we have to do that while Falcon's on our asses. <laughs> a man who literally has a super-powered wingsuit. Well, he takes out all of them except for George St. Pierre. But then and then they're also racing towards the border of Libya, so he had to pull yeah, back. You that, yeah, you had that little thing to basically, like a timer yeah, on Yeah, ticking him. clock, and then the last move was amazing, and Batroc survives, so he's still around. I actually want to watch that scene again. Fuck, I watched it yeah. twice. High death count in this episode, too. Of course. A lot of people dying. Well, you know, and you haven't actually, there hasn't been very many scenes of Falcon doing his thing on his own. He's right? always been a, a side big character. Yeah. You know, you've even seen Winter Soldier do stuff on his yeah. own when he was evil, but never really Falcon, so... It was a nice little uh, spotlight to put on the character that a lot of people might, other than Anthony Mackie bringing some gravitas to the role, he's kind of a joke character in the comics, so it was nice to see something good from that character. Yeah, I was going to say, even in Civil War, when he's fighting Spider-Man, it's him and Bucky fighting Spider-Man. Right, and he's always kind of been like, you fly, but you're not Iron Man. Like, you have a tech suit as well. So it's just it's nice to get a little bit of a spotlight on that character. I'm trying to remember who it was. I listened to um I think it might have been the the Mr. Sunday Movies podcast on on YouTube. One of the things that they said about it is like the nice thing about Falcon and especially the way they have him in the MCU is that unlike Iron Man where it's like he he has a gadget or a new toy for every single thing that he tries to do, like Falcon literally has maybe a four set things. of, of yeah. four things that yeah. he can do, yeah. but he has them down to a fucking science. He's very yeah. good at them. Yeah, but one shot to the back of that fucking getup, and uh, he's also very vulnerable. He's just fucking tearing yeah. those wings. A shot uh, to the head, and he's dead. Well, yeah. 
I want to reiterate, because I know you brought this up, the body count, but I mean, yeah, Marvel made that decision that, you know, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be realistic. Yeah. You know, these guys are, he's a soldier and soldiers right. do shit that, you know, like drop people off the, uh, a huge drop that they just die and splatter into the ground. So yeah, there, so there was that kind of stakes. It felt dangerous, you know? Yeah, it's grounded. It's dangerous. It's different than WandaVision. There's no powers, just people with strong wills and enhanced body parts uh, fucking getting things done. And I I enjoyed, if we're going to stay on Falcon, I did enjoy, as I mentioned earlier, when both of these characters got to live as just normal people. And I like that they, they kind of keep going back to the fact that, hey, you were gone for five years and you're trying to help us out. Yeah. Like, you don't have any money. Like you oh can't just God. be a hero and just show up to the bank and think people are going to give you money. I, I I enjoyed the scene with him and the and the banker like fawning over him, yet also heavily implying that because he's black, he's still a black man can't get a loan. And, he, even here and they haven't been working. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to get any money. Literally, like the for the first time, he thought he he has to eat humble pie in a way of as an Avenger, he just had things handed to him. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, but now you're not an Avenger and you're also a black man in the South trying to get money yeah. from a bank. Now, this is how racist it is. Vision, who's not even human, could buy a house. Well, and then he so turned why super did he white. get paid? Yeah, well, Vision turned super <laughs> white up. afterwards. To, 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 but the bank dude, first of all, great fucking scene. You know, Sam visits his sister, Sarah. Owns a boat with him, the left by the father. She wasn't blipped. So she's like, I've kept this boat afloat for five years. Where were you? And then at first, the bank dude thinks he's a football player. <laughs> Fucking racist like, guy. Who do I know you from. And then, but. How did the Avengers make a living? What a fucking question. Like, nobody's ever asked that And the thing that I find funny about that is that you kind of come to recognize that, like, they lived at the Avengers compound. So literally, like, just everything was provided for them. But now how does Bucky live? Like, he's got an apartment. Um, Exactly. They must have set it up for him. I'm going to say Hydra money. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Did Stark pay him a fucking even like a, a, a I don't know. A, There's some inconsistencies with this. But yeah, I don't you know, know what? I bet Bucky smuggled like just some sort of tiny piece of technology out of Wakanda and just sold it. And now he's he's a fucking billionaire and yeah. just lives in an apartment because he's a humble billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I loved earlier before with Sam and uh, Don Cheadle. You get to see Don Cheadle Geek as Rhodey. And you have a great conversation about Sam. Not keeping the shield. And, and so everybody thinks Steve Rogers is dead. The world thinks right, Steve right. is dead. Right. I, I actually, so I, I liked Sam's art. I like Sam's thing, but yeah. I, I actually more enjoyed Bucky's little side okay. thing because that's always been the thing. Like he's killed all these people and we've never had him really deal with it. And I like the dichotomy of like, he's trying to atone for it. All he's done is like killed people for 90 years so the thing he tries to do to atone for it is he hangs out with this old Japanese guy, and then you realize, oh, he killed his son. Holy shit, it's so That's heartbreaking. That's why he's hanging out with him, because he feels so bad about it. His his therapy session was so well shot, and is so fascinating. Really? And I thought it was... I, thought it, I yeah. hated the you cinematography like that? of like that, that scene. Up close... Like you're in consistently flopping back and forth where I'm on their face. You're like right in their face. But then there's that wide shot with the trees in the background of Bucky. But then it was, I I don't know. I kind of liked it was very different from what Marvel was intimate. I I, I will agree that it's different, but I think the problem 
I can understand if you're trying to convey through the cinematography that Bucky is uncomfortable being in his therapy session. But as time went on and we just held on these <laughs> stupidly close up shots of him and then the doctor and then him and then the doctor, it starts to feel like this isn't intentionally trying to tell me something. You don't have any other footage of this. You don't scene. have any. You didn't shoot any B-roll of this. Hey, COVID. And, well, and that's very possible. <laughs> but like it, it felt like. I, I understand the idea of like, oh, it's getting very close because that's an uncomfortable way to like look at this and he doesn't like being here. But I'm like, you got to vary this up because I'm I'm just not enjoying looking at it. And if I don't enjoy looking at your show, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I did notice that, too, when I was watching. I'm like, am I supposed to like this? What is this angle? Why are it, we it in definitely their eyebrow? Felt, um, it felt like indie the way they were shooting yeah, it. Like yeah. they were trying to do their best. Like a camera tells the cameras telling you. I mean, what's going I didn't on. mind it. Ultimately, I just was like, whatever. But like, yeah, I did. It did make me go, oh, I noticed this. Yeah, it wasn't enough for me to like really want to be like, well, this is poorly made. It was this was a choice. I don't choice. know if it was the right one. <laughs> it yeah. was a choice. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, you're going to have severe PTSD from 90 years of killing. We find out he's 106 years old and the awkward date that they have. Uh, and he's, hey, that that old guy's a great wing, though. Dude, he was I, amazing. I with that he old just asked yeah. out, asked he was great. Him. He's like, also, we found out that Bucky has quote unquote poor circulation. Oh uh, well, that's what he said <laughs> for them. Yeah, the couple. What's wrong with your arm? Um, so here's my question: Nobody knows. Everyone knows Winter Soldier is a is a is a, a villain. Because in I thought in Spider Man, I don't think Far everybody from, does. No, they, yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of people know who Winter Soldier is, would be. So he's public. not recognizable walking around like the rest of the dudes. No, it, a lot of I feel like a lot of government agencies would know who he is, but like he's been pardoned. So yeah, he's yeah, they pardoned. weren't they weren't plastering Bucky's face all over like right. You know the the world being like this is the Winter Soldier. He worked with the Avengers, but was a bad guy at one time. Yeah, it's a, it's a messy, it'd be messy to put him out because if you look, remember Winter Soldier, he's been wearing that mask and assassin. Yeah, he never saw he's space. on the run. Yeah, yeah, and he's hiding. Infinity War Endgame, I mean, he was there, but he was We had a lot more you know, to worry about. He was in Wakanda. Was shit going on. Well, then, yeah. yeah, he mentions that one, he's like, I had some peace briefly in Wakanda, and that was a nice little callback. But yeah, basically, he's been running around doing crazy shit and has not had a chance to just live a life and he's going to try and he's kind of doing like a 12-step alcoholic program where he's got to make amends and you hear him go i'm not winter soldier i'm james bucky barnes and i'm making amends well it's a good like uh analogy for people that are you know have drug addiction or alcohol and then they they hurt everyone else and you know more than they hurt themselves and they have to make amends so it's a good analogy if they if they go that route they could they can explore that what were his three rules for making amends I remember one of them was that he can't do anything illegal. You can't do anything illegal. You can't hurt anyone. Leave it in like and then I kill, forget. right? Or you can't, I can't go forget. outside the law. I, that's I know it's one of. And I think the third one is literally just that he has, he has to, to like make the announce that he's yes. making amends yeah. for yeah, yeah, something yeah. he that's did. It. No illegal. Don't hurt anyone. And then you have to just say I'm making amends or oh, okay. something. But he's got a list of names that Yuri Nakajima Nakajima was on there, and that dude was. Wrong place, wrong time. Like, well, do you, did you did you notice when they did the flashback? I liked I liked his theme in Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, and they, they brought, brought it back, back mm-hmm. very briefly. Yeah, the flashback was sick. Another thing that I saw somewhere online was that in that flashback, it, they think the person that he 
was sent to kill was and I didn't watch the show, so I don't know, but like a, a Hydra hypnotist or a, oh. or a sorry, a shield hypnotist that was from Agent Carter. Oh, hmm. oh, I, I didn't that. see that. That's crazy. That show is not part of this, though. They're not. They don't acknowledge the fucking. Well, if Marvel. they brought him back, then Jeez. actually Agent Carter might be the only show they do acknowledge, because if you remember Endgame. Jarvis is in. Jarvis Endgame. is in there. Oh fuck! Maybe that is the only canon and show. And I think that those. was the only one that oh, was actually. Shit. Wow. Um, oh shit! Like written or like there was some sort of. I think Marvel the Russos were connection. involved with it. Yeah, yeah I mean, something they, like they, that. They showed clips from uh, Captain America in the first season, and Jarvis did show up. That's and and what's her name? Uh, Haley Atwood has been in the MCU movies, so that right. would be. That's weird. It's potential. That's the yeah. one show that Holy I guess shit. that is the over. one show. That's the only show that's now ever that crossed a- over to the MCU. Did Agent Carter cross over with Shield, or that was that was no. a- they did some crossovers no. with that too? I think right. Didn't, didn't they hint they at it at least? Her, I think yeah. when she was. Older. I know. I know the first season of Agents of Shield. They would consistently bring up the things that were happening in the right. MCU movies, right? But then they also shot themselves in the foot when they were like, yeah, yeah let's do an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. By the way, the second movie we're putting out that year kills, completely destroys S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> kills S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, this is awkward now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so but I love Bucky. I love both of these guys arc separately. I did enjoy spending time with them separately before because clearly Bucky needs a friend, someone who's going to understand. This. Do we want to get into the flag smashers? Yes, then we have. Uh, let's let's get into that by talking about Torres, who is. Sam's uh, right hand guy. What's his first name? His eyes and ears. Uh, is his name Clint Torres? It's not, it might be Clint Torres. I don't know, but this is a character from the comic book, I believe. <laughs> Clint Torres. He, he's a, he's an eventually becomes a Falcon. He becomes the Falcon once Sam becomes Captain America. So he's investigating this. Uh, uh, what do you call them? They're a, a, a right a group, a terrorist group. People that don't believe in any borders that feel like it was better when the blip happened when the blip the flag smashers they want down with nationalism back to the blip this is crazy but i kind of love that there's a group of people that are like no it was better before so they use ar stuff to to mark where they're going and i i believe that's how uh some of these people actually did it uh they they use this technology and then uh one dude has strength i didn't understand this so there's like a superpower guy in this group who's kicking everyone around well so funny enough touching on on the concept for the flag smashers as well as for uh torres i know that there was talk at one point that they were i don't know if it was like actually brought up or if people were just kind of like speculating that one of the things that's going to come into play in this series is going to be the terrigen mist Ah, from inhumans Oh. oh shit uh, which could probably work out in the fact that in the comics, Torres becomes the Falcon because he gets experimented on oh. by someone who essentially causes him to mutate and grow Falcon wings. Oh, shit. He actually grows wings. Um, Ooh, that's comic booky. And that also then makes it so that you could very easily be like, oh, well, how are these random terrorists suddenly superpowered? And it's like, well, it's not super soldier serum. They're just mutants now. So there's another kind of uh, hint, maybe leading to Inhumans, that line where Torres says there's conspiracy theories about Steve Rogers on a base on the moon, which is where the Inhumans also have a base on the moon. Uh, But I thought that was kind of funny that there's conspiracy theories about Steve. Yeah, bring back the Inhumans. Everyone wants it. Everyone wanted it the first time. I kind of want the guy that looks like Space Ghost to show up. 
the, the flag smasher from the comics. Oh, that's what he, that's what they look like. <laughs> he looks like Space Ghost. Hosts, Have you never? Yeah, there, it's only one guy in the comics. His name is Flag Smasher. Does he host a talk yeah, it's, show? It's a pretty silly look. <laughs> so you got all these things set up. You got these guys trying to bring anarchy back. I really love the the way that the flag smashers is essentially just flash mob terrorism. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. They're like, here's the thing. Everyone show up now so we can steal some money and confuse the cops. Like, then you're all going to wear these masks and you're going to run in up. circles. You're going to get arrested and beat up. Sorry. Yeah, you can get beat up while we get away with everything. <laughs> Timing wise, this show takes place, I believe, Where do I sign up? after WandaVision, but before Far From Home. Does that Is that accurate? Does that make sense? Who knows? Maybe. I, I don't I don't know any sort of like connection that proves that is true or not. Well he said all he said is it's been months since the blip. And in WandaVision it had been like weeks since the blip. I don't know if it necessarily if, the, if uh, it, that timing matters all that much. I okay. mean, I think it's it's possible because I mean, yeah, we do see Monica Rambo come back from the blip in a flashback in WandaVision. That was flashback, yeah. But they don't really explain how long ago that was in relation to the main story. Well, I think it was three weeks in one division, right? I if possible. I don't I don't remember being told one way or the other. Like it was either three or five weeks, something like that. I remember it was like a, uh, a number of weeks. OK, because when when she talks to the head of uh, what's his name, uh, the sword Hayward. Yeah, he said, oh, you've been back for like. X amount of weeks. That dude had a punchable face, just like this Wyatt Russell here has. Yeah. They both have like punchable <laughs> faces. Okay, so this show takes place at, s- white? What the at fuck? some point Pretty in much. time. I, I come on here in good faith. I, what? Look, I'm just saying, look at squishy face Captain America. How do you not want to punch him in the face? Jesus, fuck. Uh, put some teeth in. Uh, all right. Well, again, that's good. Anybody have any final uh, thoughts? Again, I think we'll wait. We won't rate this. Well, we'll you know, it's the first the episode yeah. of a show. Good setup. It, it it feels like all right. It feels like uh, they're on the right foot, pretty much, except for the squishy guy. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess we're not supposed to like him anyway, so yeah. I guess it's fine. There you go. But is this the point you, where we start making our wild fan theories? You want? Yeah, go. You got a theory? What happened? <laughs> I, I don't no, think, I don't I, at all. I don't think this show. I don't think this show will have the. Um, same kind of buzz. It's going to be different. I think it could have a lot of buzz. Yeah. But I don't think it'll have the, like WandaVision itself, the right off the bat, lent itself to fan theories because it starts off like a secret. It's a right? mystery. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mystery. And there was, and the, and halfway through, they freaking, uh, cock tease you with, uh, Pietro, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. So, like, I don't think this show will be in the same vein like that. I think there's a lot of potential for this show to dive into things that Marvel doesn't often dive into, like PTSD, mm-hmm. things soldiers deal with. You know, being a black man, being a black uh, superhero. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of racing yeah, culture divides, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of potential there. I don't if if we've noticed any one thing from Marvel is that I think they will go in those routes, but they will still play it relatively safe. So I don't expect something like super mind blowing where they take a definitive stand against something. I think they'll they'll hint at all this stuff, but I'm willing to be surprised. And I think there's genuine like I think there's plot points here that they can hit on that will make this show different and enjoyable and i i'm i'm intrigued by what they have set up i mean they could be some really nice moments where if um falcon becomes cap you know yeah i mean takes over the mantle that could be like a pretty monumental thing so i mean there's opportunities for something 
kind of crazy like that to happen. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm intrigued. We'll All see. Right. So I've got yeah. I've got one theory. Oh, you do. Okay, that's going to oh, absolutely come have a true. Theory. Okay. And then I've got one thing that I want to see because I think it'd be cool. Okay. Are you going to be mad if your theory doesn't play out yeah, exactly you want I, I will out. quit the internet. <laughs> Good, because that's, that's theory what that's number one. That's what you do. John Walker, U.S. agent. Yeah. Is Mephisto. Yes, of course. Okay, okay. I'm on board with this. Yes, his suit. There's an M on his suit. I noticed it, Pat. It looked like an M on his suit. Yes. This is why no, he has the squishy face. Yes. His name is Walker, and if you turn, if you turn that the W, w there, upside there, down, there it it's oh, Mephisto. Yes. That's Boom. clear as day. Broke it open. <laughs> yeah, right here. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> now, the thing that I want to see, because I think it would be really cool, and I feel like it's a, a thing they could do well, at least one fight scene with yeah. Pat, with uh, with Falcon and Winter Soldier in it. Yeah. Where they are trading off using Cap's shield against oh. somebody. Oh, oh, we kind of saw them throwing the shield back and forth in some of the trailers. That mm-hmm. would be we haven't seen that yet. That would so be like if they have to put down US agent or flag smasher or Mephisto, and it's just like, you know, Bucky, Bucky throws it, does this, it comes back, Falcon catches it, now he does a thing. Like yeah. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Well, so so they're gonna practice. They probably both will be pretty uh good with the shield, I would imagine. I have one hope for the show. Okay. As as much as I enjoyed Catherine Hahn, she wasn't exactly the best villain in the world in WandaVision. And they they probably should have just stuck with it being the inner turmoil, inner turmoil that Wanda was dealing mm. with, and that she's kind of the villain of her own mm. show. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this show is setting up, you know, with um, Up Guy and the Flag Smashers, and we still know that Baron Z- uh, Helmut, you know, yes. not Baron, sorry, Z-Moo. is supposed to show up. Hopefully, we can like sink our teeth into a really good, bad guy, intriguing villain. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be evil, but someone that's interesting. And we have potentially three. So there's a lot of bad guys in this. Yeah, I guess my only hope is at the end of Wandavision, like it changed shit and changed things moving forward. I kind of want. I hope they do the same thing with there's a resolution with them taking the shield, or whatever. But cha- more changing of the MCU this lane moving forward. And this show, I feel like you can definitely have multiple seasons, unlike. WandaVision, that's definitely a one-off. Like you, I don't think you do that again that way. But this could go on for years. Yeah, I mean, we'll I don't, see. I don't think this one is going to be one that's going to change like the entire ah. like landscape uh-huh. of of the MCU. But it'll definitely be one where it's we're gonna we're gonna end this with a new Captain America. It's probably going to lead into a new Avengers storyline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we see where it kind of builds the ground level stuff from there as we play around with like the multiverse and that shit in the next year or two. Well, you got Rhodey that'll probably spin off into that Armored Wars show. So a couple more shows will be set up. Good stuff. Okay, listener, if you want some swag, some podcast merch, you want a T-shirt with our awesome new logo, visit our Public shop, jogginder.com slash shop. We'll get you there, and uh, you could get the new logo, old logo. There is a sale this week, March 24th to 26th. Everything will be up to 35% off. That means $13 t-shirts, $20 phone cases, $30 hoodies, there's masks, there's tumblers, there's mugs, a lot of fun stuff. Get it on sale. There's a tumbler? Does it come in black? They always come in black. Drinking tumbler. It does not come in black. It's blue with our logo. Jockinder.com slash shop tumbler. Uh, And with that, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about four hours of Justice League right after this. Messages. We'll be right back. 
What's up, Jock and Nerd Nation? This is Logan at Mostly Superheroes, a podcast that was partly inspired by the Jock and Nerd podcast. We talk about a lot of the same stuff, MCU, DC heavy, with other content that comes out of HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and more. We're committing to doing something new every day in 2021, so come join the fun, check out the schedule. Find us at MostlySuperheroes.com and enjoy the rest of the show. It's not just any day. It's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at HighVoltageRadio.com. And always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show for six years or five years or one year, (laughs) I don't know why, but we appreciate it. And if you really want to be a super fan, show your love and support, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, where you will get access to an exclusive RSS feed for as little as $3 a month. Bonus content. The shows come out early. Uh, this week I put out an instant reaction to this Zack Snyder's Justice League we're going to talk about and the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Anthony, quiet from you, but uh, you got anything lined up? I actually do. I I didn't know if we were going to do a What Are You Watching, but I will eventually review uh, Wolfwalkers. Oh, nice. Which is on yeah. Apple Plus, yeah. Apple TV Plus, and Another Round, which is now on Hulu and was nominated Best Director, Best International oh, Film nomination. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. It's a, it's a good film. What it's was his name in uh, Doctor Strange? He was... He, oh, was the fucking bad the guy's name? Shit. Uh, 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 Master Creepy Eyes. Yes, Creepy yes. Eyes with the sullen... Is... Not Mordo. That was the other guy. No. Uh, Cacillus. C- really Cacillus. yeah. Who cares? All that Dormammu. Dormammu, I'm here. Uh, well, we're not doing... A, I don't know if we're going to get to a, what are we watching because I really want to spend time on this Justice League. So, that's perfect. Oh, I can't yeah. talk about Frank Grillo's other movies? Maybe. Maybe if you uh, work you it into the conversation, <laughs> you figure it out. I do want to share one message we got from Patreon from our supporter and listener, Roberto Rivera. Our one supporter. Our one supporter. Keeping the lights on. Roberto is very active in the group, and he's always commenting. And he said, what's up, guys? Just wanted to say congratulations on six years of podcasting. Your podcast has meant a lot to me personally over its lifetime. Whoa. From going through big life changes to stressful situations to getting through last year's bullshit one thing I can always Whoa. count on is tuning into your podcast, having a good laugh. The best thing about your podcast is the feeling of just hanging out with friends, worry-free, nerding out, and cracking jokes. So thanks for all you guys do. Thanks for the awesome community you've built. And cheers to another six. Congrats. Talking nerd. Thank you, Roberto. Wow. Can you even imagine another six years of this shit? I don't know. I couldn't imagine <laughs> the first six years. I don't know it how the happened. fuck we got here. It just happened. It's just part yeah, of I our life. I tend not to think about this podcast after I'm done recording. Yeah, it, so. I blacked out for like five and a half years <laughs> and now we're here. I don't know. So... See you in six years. Everyone will be with us. Okay, we're almost. It's a blip long. Yes, yes. We're we're longer than the blip. We have podcasted longer oh, than the blip was around. Jogginer.com slash Patreon. Sign up today, listener. Let's get to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Here is another spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bam. 
like how I used the Marvel spoiler alert for Zack oh. Snyder's show. I did that on purpose. See, uh, this is, of course, the four-hour opus of the redo of 2017's <laughs> Justice League. This version on Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at 73%. 6.8 out of 10 average rating. Audience score, 96%. The original, 40% on the Rotten Tomatoes. This makes it now one of the highest rated Zack Snyder directed movies. Dawn of the Dead is 1% higher. And it takes the Justice League, which was the third lowest DCU movie, to becoming this one the fourth highest Rotten Tomatoes rated DCEU movie. Before, I want to give a little primer to how we got here. But before we do that, here's the question. How long did it take everyone to watch this fucking thing, Anthony? I think I started it around. So I took off of work on Thursday, not because of this fucking show. Yes, you did. No, definitely did not. I think I started it around 3.30 p.m. And I don't think I finished it till like maybe 9.30. fuck, one sitting. One sitting. I did it all in one sitting. Oh, shit. Not really all. I mean, yes. I took some breaks and pissed and looked at my phone and did other things, but yeah. Rugs? Well, I watched it that Saturday that it came out. It came out on Thursday. Well, the Saturday <laughs> of when oh, it came out. Oh, I see out. what you're saying. <laughs> wow, what I say? fucking asshole, Imran. Did I say the wrong thing? Did what? I say it wrong? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. You were perfectly fine. Imran decided he needed to put you down for it. Oh. Not funny. I know I'm stupid, whatever. but I mean, how stupid can I be? Um... <laughs> I mean, don't answer that. Um, <laughs> the Saturday that it came out, I watched it, uh, I think, from 10 o'clock, and then I stopped for lunch, you know, and then I finished it. But, like, it, I stopped maybe for, like, a half hour and then finished it. So Okay. Nice sandwich for lunch. Yeah, sandwich. nice salami <laughs> sandwich. sandwich. Let me get a sandwich while I watch this fucking thing. Tell how, a how hot salami sandwich. I, I, I give you all credit. I actively decided to break it up into two halves over two days. Okay. Oh wow! So I watched the first, what I considered would have been the first movie. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. Uh, Friday evening, and then Saturday during the day, I finished it up. Yeah, I did. I watched it over two days in three sittings. Over Thursday and Friday? Was it a Friday and Saturday? I may have. It came out on Thursday, Imran. When did this come out? I may have. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I may have fallen asleep at some point, and that's why I stopped and I came back. So it was like two sittings in one day, and then I came back and finished the Superman stuff on the third day. So it takes. It, the Superman stuff? Well, I mean, like the last quarter of the movie. Oh, Specifically, gotcha, only nice. the Superman stuff. Uh, this is uh, this is half a work day <laughs> worth of a movie. So it takes a little bit of a commitment. And I saw. Fucking movie. I saw stories of people say, watching this three, four, five times already. I, yeah. I'm entertaining watching parts again, yeah. I've 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 rewatched some parts, but I cannot sit through another four hour movie. No. anytime soon. No, Mm-mm. I think the parts that I have rewatched, I've literally only rewatched by seeing side by side comparisons to the theatrical cut on YouTube. Yeah, that that's actually that's actually what I've that's made me go back is well, there's some scenes I did want to relive, but a lot of it's the intrigue of wait, how the hell? Because I, I haven't revisited JL yeah. in a long yeah. time, mm-hmm. so like wait, which one? And then I would watch. Whedon's Justice League, and it might be like, okay, what? I don't want to remember no, this you don't. from that you movie. I got to rewatch the movie again. It, that the part Justice of the movie. League. I was going to say, I, yeah. Anthony, I love yes. that you accidentally called it Justice League. <laughs> That's the official yes. name now. Call it that. The jo- I so I did go back and watch the action scenes because there's so much going on. Before we get started, real quick timeline: How the 
fuck did we get here? How did he get to remake a movie from three years ago and make it four hours? Well, May 2017, during the production of the first Justice League, Zack Snyder steps down following the death of his daughter. Joss Whedon's hired to finish the film, finishing it as an uncredited director. Okay, that movie comes out. Then the Snyder Cut fans mobilize. Uh, the Snyder Cut movement reaches its heights uh, November 17th, 2019, two-year anniversary of the theatrical version, where you got Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher all tweeting, you know, release the Snyder Cut. Warner Brothers gives Zach a call February of 2020, him and his wife, Deborah Snyder, who produced, do you want to do this? Of course they want to do this. They needed an additional about $70 million. It might have been more. That's the number to finish visual effects, score it, edit it, and film new shit, which they did in October 2020. During COVID, they spent the year putting the visual effects, finishing this movie, and it is at the end, it's dedicated to the memory of his daughter, Autumn, which is nice. But that is how we got to a a new version of this movie. The plot is pretty much the same as the first time. Yeah, can we all agree? Just things happen differently. There are big divergences, but basic plot is the same right yeah the the, the 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 skeleton is there the skeleton is basically the same okay who how do we who wants to start what did I, you guys I can i can go start with? off here um one thing i want to kind of use as a uh a disclaimer or i don't know what it is it's just you say it before you start something right that's a disclaimer is that's that, a disclaimer okay yeah. so <laughs> when we're going to watch this movie th- there's a lot that a baggage that comes with it Right. So because people like now have conflated Zack Snyder with everything that's wrong with filmmaking. Uh, BVS did not go over well. It bastardized a lot of characters and and wasted a lot of moments from classic stories that we love. Uh, He misinterpreted Superman in Man of Steel. So, yeah, he's really maligned. But at the same time, he did have a vision. And when we when we go and look at this movie and we the thing about it is we have to be objective. And not only that, that there's another movie that they made that the studio thought was going to be better. And when we all saw, we all kind of thought it was not not the greatest. We were all like, I'm curious to see what Zack Snyder did. I feel like there's a lot of people who don't want to like this movie and don't want to give it give it give it its due that it is better than what the studio decided. I think it's a win. In a way, because uh, fans made this happen, the fans but there's a lot of baggage that comes with all of this. And so we have to kind of acknowledge it, and I'm going to do my best to be objective as possible. Does it affect your entertainment of the movie? Yes, then I guess, the baggage. Yeah. Mm. I think that there's people who don't want, who, who hate Batman versus Superman so much, they can't judge this film on its own. And I mean, it is it's meant to be part of the series, right? But, yeah, I mean, it's the completion of his trilogy. All right, with all that said, Bugs, yeah. did you like it? I think it's a clearly a huge improvement over what Joss Whedon did. It makes more... I mean, first of all, the bad guy, all right, Steppenwolf is better, way better, way more menacing, and, and the stakes are higher. And then you have Cyborg, who actually has a full... I mean, actually, a lot of people get full arcs where... He has a problem with his father and he kind of at the end of the movie starts to and his father sacrifices himself and he has to reconcile who he is as a person and whether he wants to be a hero like all of he has a hero's art in in this and Batman becomes a mentor 
and 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 kind of uh makes tries to make amends for what he how he kind of was uh hated superman and 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 didn't understand that there was stuff bigger than him out there and he need you know everybody got an arc and so like just in those simple story story things uh it worked better than Ju- justice league because justice league was like a frankenstein and none of those things those beats hit so I don't know. I mean, you guys go ahead. I don't want to say everything. Tell Howard <laughs> what at the, when this movie was done. Where was your head? No, I I 100% agree with Rugboy. I was absolutely someone who came into the entire concept of the Snyder Cut coming out, where I was rolling my eyes and going, "Look, I don't fucking care what his vision was." <laughs> you know, I I did hate Batman versus Superman. Uh, I did not enjoy Man of Steel at all. So to then essentially be like, well, what was he going to do with it? My attitude was probably nothing I was going to care to like. <laughs> um, and I am pleasantly surprised with how much I actually really enjoyed this. Wow. Um, it's it's another one of those instances where like like a what the fuck happened. I came into it with the idea of, all right, this is going to be a fucking slog. Yep. I'm going to hate everything that's going on here. And I got about. 20 30 minutes into the movie and i was like holy shit am i enjoying this and i was and i <laughs> yeah, think yeah. for me doing doing the way that i went about it where i cut it into two halves was another way that really kind of helped me enjoy it even more because yeah. i didn't burn myself out on trying to watch this four-hour movie and it allowed me to then look at it in a a form of there was a point where they initially planned on doing Justice League part one and part two when they announced yeah. they were going to do the movie. Now, yep. apparently word has come out that this was not going to be both parts with what we've seen here. This was going to be part Still one. One. Yeah. There's going to be three. Yeah. Then there was going to be um, three movies. But if they had then decided instead to make it the first two plus hours of this was part one. And then yep. we had part two being the back half of this. I think yep. it would have done very well. I agree. It's clearly two movies there that you could have had. I, I, I don't think this was actually that. I think what we saw was no, one and it, part it is. Of the it movie. is. I, yeah. mean, I mean, from from my point of view, if you wanted to, you could have cut this into two movies. You could have released it as part one and part two and done a great job of being able to pull that off. I think the other aspect, as Rugboy was talking about, where you have to take into account a lot of the baggage and a lot of where we are with this film. I don't think I would have enjoyed this movie as much as I did if I hadn't seen the theatrical version of Justice League. That's a good point. Also. And I don't think this movie oh. would have been praised nearly as much as it oh. is right now if this yeah. was the movie that originally got released. Well, I think that you can't, you know, Zack Snyder can't escape what he did to our superheroes. Yeah, yeah. he can't. I mean, he fucked he fucked them up. And you know, there's some people who really like this version be, that uh, that like this darker tone and whatever. And I'm not really against those people because I kind of enjoy parts of this. I, I even in Batman versus Superman, I enjoy that scene of Batman just taking everybody to the town. warehouse scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I love that scene, even yeah. though it's super hyper violent. I yeah. feel like, hey, why not? It's Batman. Oh, and like, even what he does. even on that same vein. The opening of Batman vs. Superman with him rushing into Metropolis during the final bit of Man of Steel 
oh, was yeah. actually very well done. And I thought it was a very interesting way of looking into that aspect of the yeah. the story where we got to see the Dragon Ball Z fight. Now we're watching all the assholes who were, you know, scrambling on the Fall ground out. during it. Yeah. Anthony, did Snyder make you like a movie that you didn't like the first time? Wow. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that out of the three of us, I don't know about, I, I think I'm probably on the same level as Del Howard, maybe even more. I fucking hate Zach <laughs> in terms of the decisions he makes about the yes. things he does in his yeah. movies. I hated BVS. I was not that big a fan of Man of Steel. Justice League was its own problem, but I do not. I did not like the path he had us on. I do not like. I did not like the journey that we were on. I still don't forgive him for a lot of the things he did in Batman vs Superman. That being said, this is the best thing he's done since three hundred. Oh wow! Yeah, but I do agree that you can't watch this movie and not compare it to what we got before. So, although I think it's a good movie, I think the comparison to justice league also bumps it up a few notches just because you see how bad it could have been. Got. Yeah. Yeah. We, we saw, we saw the worst. The absolute worst. So now we got, we got much better. I will say that I have a lot of criticisms of Snyder that I can get into later, but I think why this movie worked for me is because although it's an, it's fucking unreleasable, at, at four hours, yeah, it first needs off. to so be this long. Yeah, you can't. You, there's no way that this can be. Really, there's no way that this would ever have gotten approved with the way movie theaters run to be four hours. So let, let's just throw that out there. He was able to do that on a streaming platform, but I think the reason why this movie works for me for the most part is because Snyder focused a lot on character, which ended up working to his favor, yeah. and he didn't make he didn't take any risks. Or like assassinate any characters like he's done in previous films. Yeah. He basically played it safe and it was good guys form a team to fight evil threat fighting the huh. universe. And when he was able to, when he stuck to that, which is basically what this entire movie is, he could focus on the visuals and he could focus on like the cool action scenes and nothing was offensive. So with that being said, I'll, I'll, I'll eat crow. I wasn't anticipating this movie. I actually was like kind of dreading it, similar to Delhauer. Yeah. I'll give him credit. He made it. He made a solid film in the four hours that I had to sit there and fucking watch a four-hour movie. Yeah, do you think it needed to be four hours? No, 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 no. no but like, they, they, it could have been like an Infinity War Endgame style two-part thing. Is but you? Well, no, there's not enough. I don't think there's enough there in this four-hour film to make two Ooh, separate. It needs movies. a better. I, it needs no, a better. I will disagree at one point. I disagree too. The Superman shit is the second movie. The part where they lose. And then they, they before they may bring him back, that's the second movie. There, there is a there is an article or a video I saw where Justice League Two was something completely. Oh no, different. And I, he was no, I understand that. It's, it's part one and two I, of Justice League One. I what I would think uh, is there is enough here that you could release two ninety minute to one to to two hour yes, movies. Yes, you don't honestly have to because there's also enough here that you could shave this down to being like a little over three hour movie in the vein of something like Endgame, And then at which point you, you get to do Zack Snyder's favorite thing and you release the ultimate edition Blu-ray, which is far four fucking hours long. 
Well, it's also four hours because each movie he loves to set up like five other fucking movies that are never going to happen. My opening thoughts. I kind of agree with all of you. I didn't think I was going to dig it, but I fucking dug this. I, I had a good time. There is lots of exposition in the dialogue, but things are explained better. The mother boxes are, make more sense. The relationship Steppenwolf has to these boxes that he has to decide. All that makes sense. It is super ambitious and super indulgent. The most Zack Snyder-y thing you're going to see, but it's amazing to see what happens when Warner Brothers, when a movie studio gets out of the way and says, just do do what you want. Yeah, I mean, and you could see the talent that Zack Snyder has in some of the action sequences. There's some fucking sick shots in and here. And he, the way he edited it together with the music, I think that it it hit better. I felt that had more impact. The music, Junkie XL redid the score entirely. And I think the music did help the movie. Uh, the score oh, was way better. I absolutely agree. The yeah. slow songs, yeah, the pop better. songs, whatever. Especially the there's, there's one, there's one thing with the music that they, that they changed uh, luckily. And that, uh, really fixed something that pissed me off so much with the theatrical version. There is a moment in the theatrical version when they bring Superman back and then he's fighting the entire team. Right. The whole bit where he is trying to fight Barry Allen at the speed of the speed force in the speed force. Yes. And there is a moment in the theatrical cut where he's about to punch Barry in the face and misses and punches the wall of his own memorial. And they play yeah. the little Superman stinger from the fucking Chris Reeves movie. Oh, they did. Yeah. He punches, yeah, he punches the wall and immediately just, dah, 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 dah. And I thought to myself, why are you doing that? This is not a heroic moment in any way. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Elfman reused that theme too much in that. I, I mean, mean, I didn't think it was a terrible it. idea, but like I just think that um it does it does cough up memories of other movies and there's no reason to do that in a brand new movie that you're trying to you've redone a new Superman theme, you you're going to use that theme obviously. Yeah. And Man of Steel. I, I did enjoy the the use of the especially like the Man of Steel yeah. theme. Yeah. Like I think that's a really good theme that Hans Zimmer put made to get made for that movie. That movie's oh, yeah. not great, but the reuse of it, like when Superman reappears and he's fighting uh, Steppenwolf, is really good. I think for the most part, the musical choices were good. There are still some curious Zack Snyder choices where he's playing songs, and you're like. Yeah. He, this is really he dramatic. Loves one of, yeah, he loves One of the that. notes that I made while I was watching it is I said, no wonder this movie is four fucking hours if every character gets to walk in slow motion to their own uh, soft guitar song. That's my one. <laughs> so my two still issues I have with Zack Snyder's overall filmmaking. One is, Zack, if everything is slow motion, slow motion means nothing. There, you want it to mean the something. The movie starts out with Superman dying. In slow Literally, the, the first thing I wrote was I <laughs> yes. said, oh, we're going with a very Snyder opening to this film. It's the 3D revolve. Oh, yeah, of and the they stretch that out for like yeah. a really Six long time. Minutes. Why? Why are we watching Vic plays football in fucking slow motion? What is the point the, of this? The, the most useless one for me was when Aquaman is walking on the deck and he's yeah. drinking the yeah. whiskey in the, slow motion and taking the un, off his shirt. The unbelievably homoerotic shot of him walking into the waves. That was it. That was and, and then and then you get a shot of him tossing his sweater. The Icelandic girl picks up his sweater, it, sniffs his sweater, singing. and then they go and get oh, into. No. Why are they singing? The other, the other note that I wrote was he goes walking away. They all start singing some like Icelandic like folk song. He disappears into the ocean. Bruce walks away off in the other direction. We stay on them for another minute and 30 seconds <laughs> while they sing. And then she picks up the sweater. And I'm like, 
God damn it, Zach! If our if our characters are not in the scene anymore, neither are oh, we. Move on. They That's should have just point. done the the Wellerman uh, sea shanty <laughs> in, in, that, in that scene. But those are like I don't want to be, uh, uh, criticize him too much because I, I feel like I've done that throughout the six years of this podcast, and I feel like I should give him credit where it's due. But I will say, like those are the things where, like this four hour format is just Zack Snyder unhinged. Yep. And when you get Snyder unhinged, you're going to get slow-mo, you're going to get curious song yep. choices, you're going to get lingering shots, and you're going to get a lot of metal because snack, Zack Snyder just loves metal. And I'm talking not even like metal, the metal aesthetic, but just like that vibe of that like rock. Yes, like, yes, ah, yes. Everything's crazy. They're heading down into the sewers under Gotham to go do their yes. first big fight with uh, with Steppenwolf. And it's just that like guitar riff. We're walking upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they do the same thing in the Godzilla movie in Shin Godzilla when they're everybody's like going to work and they're playing the rock that that rock theme. That's what it reminded me of. I'm like, is Hidaki on? I also thought to myself in the shot of them slowly trudging up the staircase in single file. I was like, Barry Allen must be losing his fucking mind right He's now. Like, let's go already, people. It's taking so long. <laughs> Uh, what you want to? What do we want to talk about? Characters, individuals, different things. I, I got a couple things. Um, okay, start it up. So, um, I do. I had some problems, and so I figured let's talk about some of them. All right. So, like, uh, I feel like okay, Superman dying being six minutes long, but then no aftermath of him dying. And I, even though we had that in the movie prior, where we where they had the funeral and all that stuff, I feel like it needed a a bookend. In this movie, or begins like with that people mourning, yeah, for like him just or something? A, the, because he, there's a detachment from the world in this movie, like the actual world. Like the one time that you see any reaction is when Wonder Woman sees that the the fucking Amazonian temple's on fire, and then the people in the museum seeing it on the news. You don't really get to see people's reactions. Like the only people that actually see that this is going on are the people that they're rescuing when Steppenwolf has them uh, as as um as uh, hostages. Right? Mm. He's Inter- he's kind of fucking. Uh, oh yeah, using- he's interrogating them. Yes. Yeah, he's interrogating. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the word I was looking for. The little spider robot. So I would have liked number one, like an acknowledgement of of the Superman's death, except for that one flag that they had, and uh, m- kind of like a more of us something that touches uh, the regular people out there, the public, the masses that are you know that kind of make it feel like we could see it through their eyes a little bit. So I felt like that was missing. You had Lois visiting his memorial like every day with the coffee. Yeah. That was kind of the thing for, I guess. Yeah, I guess, but I, I would, I, I guess that worked. I, I, Does it work for you guys? I think I do understand what, what, what you mean with that rugs. I honestly felt that a lot of the stuff that they built with Lois and Martha away from when Superman comes back really yeah. felt pointless. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. You could get rid of all of that, most of it. And I, well, especially since the Martian Manhunter is 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 the mother. Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, that, I, yeah. That, I hated that. What was I the point of that? That was that was a scene that I felt you could have cut right when she left out the door, and that's fine. Yeah, they should that do could that. entirely that, undercut any sort of emotion in that scene by doing that. It did because it wasn't Ma Kent. And the better cameo is actually him at, at the, the end, end. If you're going to choose, you you do one yeah. cameo. Yeah, you to don't do, do it the twice. Two. It makes no sense. Yeah, that was t- that was a dumb choice. Touching conversation, and it wasn't even with fucking Mark Hen. But that that's that's typical. <laughs> I hate the bash. That's that's typical. He's just he he never nothing is one nothing less is never no. more. Well, and that's more. that's another that aspect enough? of what I. 
more that is what more. I think is part of the issue I have here. And, and even even away from that, because I will I will say my piece about Zack Snyder when we get towards the end about, you know, a, a lot of stuff that's in this. But one of the issues that I did have with this was because of the way that this was edited together. I never once understood what the hell the timeline of this movie is. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't have establishing shots. He jumps around in time and you don't know we have, where or when we have six minutes of Superman dying in the beginning to also establish a where are the mother boxes and B they're all reacting to him dying right after that in the well, actually in the midst of that they show the one that's on Themyscira cracking and somebody turns and makes a comment about get the queen we then Go and watch Batman go and talk to Arthur Curry. We then watch Wonder Woman go and save the people in the bank, which is another thing I want to touch on later. And then we come back later on, and now she's coming to check on the, the mother box that's on Themyscira. They call for her to come and see this mother box breaking open at the beginning, and then we go through five other well, scenes listen, before we get to her. Did you see the scene where they, they got they shot the arrow? That took like 20 minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it also did. Another go. moment where I thought to myself, yes, yeah, like the Amazons tend to do things slow, I guess. <laughs> Every They live on Paradise Island. Everything They're is like, at listen, their own We got to decorate the room first. Make sure the lighting's right. You gotta light all these okay, candles. Okay, now we can do There's it. There's 4,000 <laughs> candles to light. Wait it's a minute. Take some Everybody, time. we said we're all wearing hoods. Why are you not wearing your hood? Go get your hood. Come on, we have to coordinate. Go get but your hood. speaking of Hippolyta, there was a moment that bugged me when she's when Steppenwolf comes and she, you know, she gets the mother box and she's trying to get away, right? She grabs the mother box and instead of just running, she does like a backflip off the wall, kills a parademon, and then there's a moment in the middle of this fight where Steppenwolf is right there trying to get the mother box where she stops to aid a fallen hero. And I'm like, fucking run, lady. You have the mother box. And then even when she gets out, she stops again. I was like, what are you doing waiting around? It's confusing in the fact that they really push to to play on the idea that like, oh, you can tell how much it's weighing on her that her people are dying protecting this mother box. Except that aren't the Amazonians like a race of yes, warrior women fine. who like dying in battle is the That's greatest the thing glory? they do. They'll be fine. Just get the fuck out of there. The abs on these women. Where did they find women with so many women with amazing abs? I don't know. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The Internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say anything bad. No, I did, love, I did love. <laughs> I did love. He likes it. I. Did I say something bad? No. I love when she was like, daughters of Themyscira, show them your fear. And they're all like, we have no fear. And they jump in. I was like, this badass. The fucking badass. I laughed. <laughs> I, the, the note that I wrote was, this is a stupid line, but it's the kind it of worked. stupid line that would be yes. in a DC comic. A lot of so it was fine. like a DC comic. And the parademons don't smell fear anymore. They changed that. No. No, it does it that that scene with Batman and the parademon. They smell box. Yeah, they smell <laughs> <laughs> mother box. Oh, they smell mother box. Also, to to just kind of touch on with getting rid of that scene from the beginning with him and the the cat burglar. I I I completely completely forgot until I went back and I was looking into it after watching this that that scene led to Batman understanding what the mother yeah, boxes they were because yeah. he because he shot a parademon and it blew up and its blood made three boxes yeah, on the it's wall. It's very convenient oh when your blood oh creates God, a map for did. you for Batman to figure out. Lame. And that was how he oh knew what was going God, on. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Joss Whedon being so terrible makes Zack Snyder look like a genius by comparison. Like that is so terrible. So bad. Wow. 
I don't want to. I will. I will say this about Josh Sweden. I feel like he also had an impossible yes, job yeah. because no. he was oh, brought yeah. in seven eighths of the way through, nine tenths, whatever you want to call it, of a film that was going in one tone, and then he's being told, "Hey, take what Snyder made and make it Avengers." Oh, okay. But I, I still can't fathom. Like, I can understand adding some jokes and like maybe uh, taking off the debt, the like the death uh, toll, like not so many people dying. Mm-hmm. But why can't the parademons look for the mother boxes? Why is the, why do they have to smell fear and kill? I you know the bad you know the end, yeah, they That's turn stupid. on him at the end, which yeah, is dumb. Also. dumb. Also, why are they already on Earth? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What did you guys think? I mean, I, I think Steppenwolf definitely is an improvement over the video oh, game character yeah. we got. Um, I do. They upgraded to PlayStation Four. Yeah, five. <laughs> he, still, even. he still doesn't look amazing, but yeah. I will give them a pass because they probably. I mean, they they had to redo everything in this time frame. I think um, that the only trouble I had with his design, and honestly, just the aliens in general, was they were all just like this muted gray color, and yeah. that was it. Oh, you mean just the aliens? I, I think. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> well, Mira, I, mean, I, guess, I, I don't think you could tell what color Mira's hair is. It's supposed to be red. No, yeah, it's black. Well, I, mean, I get, I get that. You know, the color grading was was set back to being dark and everything yeah. again. But I mean, literally, all of the aliens were gray right. skin, gray armor. You know, yeah. a little bit of shiny metal here and there. But it was like, other than the fact that like people's eyes glowed, it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, I got another shadows or whatever. Yeah, I did. No, uh, I love the the sp- fo- cannon fodder. The basically. spikes on his suit moving are cool. And then I do like how we learn that he's just like this middle management dude who's trying to impress Darkseid. He's a pariah back home. Be- I think he attempted a coup. He attempted a coup on yeah. Darkseid, and now he owes him one hundred and fifty thousand worlds or something. He, he's his character at least has now some motivation, whereas the other one was like just dedicated to mother and was just evil for the sake yeah, of evil for no, for no reason. Take over the world. I thought that the communication thing, the molten wall phone thing projection was fucking, that looks sick, dude. That was really cool looking. Here's a question though. If dark side personally was on earth with the mother boxes in the flashback during that big fight, when all the here, the age of heroes yes. came together. Yes. And then he lost and he ran away. Why does he not remember that that was the planet he lost the mother boxes on? No, I, I couldn't ever figure out why he never yeah, came that, back. That was one of the he things. Not only that, it. but he didn't know that the that the anti life equation was on that planet. That's either. a good point. What did he already fucking know? No, the anti life thing there was he. Um, Steppenwolf figured that out. I was going to say, did they ever explain how he figured it out? No, the two I don't bo- remember. The two boxes told him he was standing yeah. in front oh, of the thing right. and the bo- and he's like, yes, what is it? And he sticks his hand and then it takes him. It shows him the anti-life uh, equation. OK, that's good enough. I forgot that part. <laughs> I'm trying to steer this in a way that we don't bash the entire movie, even though we all liked it. That scene with Darkseid and the yes, Age, of, Age Heroes. of Heroes. Let's talk scene, about that. It's dope. I thought that oh, was yeah. I thought that was Fuck pretty fucking awesome i watched that over and over i, again. I ended up that was one of the scenes i ended up watch re-watching i mean it's just completely it's not it's like insane. it's the same scene except steppenwolf subbed out for dark seed dark side it's a lot longer it's a little bit more brutal yeah what's that a- yes you get to see well zeus was in it before but you just get to see more of like the race of man like yes the Atlanteans, the the amazons the the new gods 
or so the old guys. I also I also just liked the the little tidbit. I don't remember if this was in the original one or, or not, but um when the the Green Lantern dies and the ring flies up, it flies up and it stops for a moment in front of Darkseid and he goes to try and He's grab it and then it flies it. away. Oh, it, that's oh, different. Shit. So the in the Justice League, Steppenwolf looks at it and it just flies away and he doesn't give a fuck. That but was sick. Darkseid I was tries like, to grab it. Darkseid almost had it. I like how they explained the whole backstory of the mother boxes and the unity. And this is where people are saying it reminds them of Lord of the Rings. It's a little bit the opening of the Fellowship of the Ring where Sauron loses in that flashback. It reminded me a lot of this, but that fucking scene, mm. I could see myself going back to watch over and over again. It's fun. It's a good scene. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's a good scene within a four-hour movie. But, <laughs> you know, as with everything in the movie, he, he draws it out as long as possible, but it was good. He did That's what I want him to draw out scenes. Like, that's what I yeah. want to see, Zach. Also, um, I like, I like the, with the the fight against Superman when they resurrect him. Yes, it's there is so many little bits and pieces that are extended out throughout that whole thing. No pet cemetery it, joke. Yes, no. <laughs> there's no pet cemetery joke. There's no there's no moment when when Flash is like, uh, oh, do we bow or show him our bellies? <laughs> so dumb. But even jokes. just like it's like brutal. Little, Little things like when when uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Cyborg all jump in at the same yep. time to get him, yep. and they hold just a little longer as they rotate the camera around him, yeah. and then show Flash off in the background. Now yeah. these are things that, like, yeah, they cut down in the theatrical version, and I get why, but I just I like how much more we are spending time in these these moments because it is building more tension in the event. I like that um, Lois sees this going down because she sees Superman yes. fly up in the air. This is a big change. And then she decides to go there on her own she, volition. On her own volition yes. and try and stop Superman. So she's not like this ace in the hole that Batman right. That She wasn't the thing. And then I love how they just fuck off and cool off at the farm. Was that Wonder Woman where he headbutts Wonder Woman that was into in the it. ground? That was that it. Was, that was in it. It just they drew it out a little bit more. So yeah. the scene where Flash runs into Aquaman, that wasn't there. Oh, that wasn't there, right? He, no, he and trips they, up. They, right. they took out a lot of the jokes where Aquaman, like Aquaman's original in in Justice League, was like he's not all right. They took they take they take out a lot of like the stuff that makes Aquaman like more broy surf boy, and he's a lot more like downtrodden and like a little bit more like humble and like actually like, like supportive it. of everyone. I like else. it. He's I like, less broy. Yeah, I the, the thing that I wrote was I like only vaguely surfer Aquaman. Yeah, it works really good in this. And like his character, I, I rewatched the in the first movie. Yeah, like he does not trust Cyborg at all. He's like, you're on the other side. Yeah, in this movie, he's actually like when him and Flash have a conversation, he's like. He's like he kind of admits that he feels bad for Cyborg and he wants to like help him. It's like a completely different guy. That's a great yeah, line. Even just that that yeah. little moment when That's yeah he's, he's talking with Barry and he's just like you know how's he doing about yeah. about Victor and he's like well, how do you think he's doing yeah. man yeah. and he's yeah. like yeah no I I get it because I think one of the things that I really like about the way they characterize all of these 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 heroes and and what you can really feel in this extended run is these are all people who not only feel like they are loners but have felt like no one could ever possibly understand for the other. life I live. Yeah. And as they start to meet each other and they see that they all suffer in that same way, yeah. that's how they bond. Yeah. It's yeah. not because we have to do it because the world's going to be destroyed. It's I've legitimately found kinship among people for the first time. There, there's an extra line in there where um, Flash is basically like, I thought you didn't care. And Aquaman just goes, I never I, said that. I never said that. And, and I like, you know, 
we've seen Avengers and we all like Avengers, but Joss Whedon's whole thing was we put these guys together and they're like a ticking time bomb. They're going to fight with each other. Yeah, they, they tried they to will do never that. get along. Right. Whereas they did that, they tried to do that with Justice League. It didn't work. This one, they went the different route where, other than like initial skepticism, they all kind of get along. They all yeah. actually like like each other. I think the says they want to work together. Like yeah. they want to figure it out. Yeah. I think one of my favorite little like, and it's it's a it's a like a, a cute quippy moment was when they're trying to sneak back into uh, Star Labs so they can get to the ship to resurrect Superman. That's where he sees his dad. And, Bar- and Barry's in the cab of the truck, and he says to Aquaman, which one do you think makes me look more, you know, uh, uh, professional? And he's trying hats on. He's like, <laughs> A yeah. or B? And then there's just a st- uh, like a moment, and then Aquaman goes, let me see A again. And I'm like, that's fucking great. Yeah. That's such a great moment. <laughs> I didn't mind this Barry Allen as much as I did. He's, he's still funny. Yeah. But he's like just toned down enough and is like enough comic relief where he fits into Snyder's universe, but doesn't stick out like a sword. And he gets thumb. to save people. Well, the, he yes. saves the day. Yeah. He saves yeah. the yeah. day. He reverses time. The, Absolutely. The big he has that great scene with the music. The big change That's a great fucking scene. At the, at the end? At the Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that scene actually like subvert your expectations you think he's running around in a circle and he's gonna fucking figure like he's the cherry on top and then yeah. it doesn't it doesn't work. work yeah and you're and you're literally like what is gonna happen now the only thing i don't like about that scene is that that stupid guy just takes him out with the cannon like he's running at the speed of beyond light how's he gonna hit him <laughs> that one pair like, he's like the best shot him. on earth i was gonna say i love the fact that they they do kind of establish that they cut back to him a few times where it's like this parademon is doing everything in his power to try and like find he was, a rhythm. He was tracking him. Yes, he was like tracking like, the right. spins. And he's, and he's there. Like, and he's there. And then and he's he there. hit him. Yeah. And he's so there. He finally and got bam. him. Yeah. Another big change is the whole thing where Batman's like save one person. Like Barry doesn't know he what to do. They, and that's so great because he he ha- he stands up on his own and he fucking saves. They, the they, day. they took out the whole thing of where Flash has never done this before and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's like scared of the whole situation. They took that all out. He's still like. A little bit hesitant, but he's well, he a lot saved more, Iris. Yeah, he saved but, Iris yeah. earlier. But he he's been a hero. Like he 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 wants to do this. He wants to be a part of the he's, team. Well, he's been helping people on the slide. What did you guys think of the saving Iris scene? It's long. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, long. it's unnecessarily long. <laughs> I do. I will say, out of any of the people in, in the Justice League, that I would be perfectly fine with the Zack Snyder. Everything is in slow motion. It's Flash of because that yes. is yes. his thing. He moves faster Absolutely. than everybody else. Why can't they make him run looking cool? Like, he, why does he look like he's ice skating? He still runs like an asshole. That's Ezra Miller. I don't <laughs> well, know why you, you run like that. You also had him like grabbing like a hot dog or something. I, in that so scene. I thought that scene was so. I really love that scene. Even the music. It was so beautiful, poetic. He puts the wiener in his pocket, and you're like, "What is he doing?" I did <laughs> laugh because while he was doing like he was like looking at her and everything, and then he takes the hot dog and he puts it in his pocket. I wrote a note that was like. Yeah, why not steal some street meat while you're creeping on a woman who's about to die? <laughs> He's saving her life. Well, and then oh, yeah. you find out he needed the wiener to get the job at the doggy daycare. Here's the thing. we do, You could have cut out Zack Snyder. Do you really need a close-up shot of a 3D sesame seed falling off of a bun inside no. the cabin? Is this necessary? No. No. Well, yeah, no. I mean, less but, is never more. But aside from that, I fucking I thought that scene was, was, was beautiful. And that is good use of slow-mo. I, Literally, I think the thing that that 
in that scene that when it happened, I was like, I never would have thought of this. And I think it's such a great idea was showing him turning so quickly to look outside the window that his shoes explode from around yes, his feet. I like that. He bursts like out it. of his shoes. That was great. I don't know why he didn't vibrate through the window. He just crashed through the window. Maybe he doesn't, he doesn't know. know how to do that. He yet. doesn't. I still, but I still think Bruce's line where he's like, what's your superpower? And he goes, I'll break. That's still fucking funny. That's, it, yeah. that's a Snyder line. I thought that would have been a weed and, joke i honestly thought the same thing i thought that was a whedon joke but it's still it's still a great line i, I so. think every i think most of the characters are improved by the length of time like cyborg aquaman flash there's only like two characters for me that didn't really get much more to wonder do. woman wonder woman is basically exposition dump yeah he still doesn't know what the fuck really to do with lois lane she kind of like wanders around throughout the movie i know she like saves the kind of the situation but her character is really never interesting she's just there as a device for Superman to leave. Yeah, literally her entire job in this movie is to mourn the death of her fiance. She's never she's never really been interested. She gets pregnant the in this one. She, oh, 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 we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But she's <laughs> the key. Okay, let's talk about Cyborg. Perhaps the most heinous sidelining of a character in the Whedon version. Well, Josh Whedon and Ray Fisher probably will never exchange Christmas cards. No, that's and for we sure. and if you follow the news stories, you know that they that they are not friends. But fuck, I thought Ray, aside from the weird CGI on his face that bugged me, I thought Ray Fisher, the whole storyline, he's such an important part of this movie. And Silas Stone, Joe Morton from Terminator 2 was another great bit of heart in this movie and seeing the relationship, seeing him become a cyborg and walk and he's got this mind space. It was crazy. I love that they, uh, that his dad did that uh, recording and told him about his powers and, you, and the whole audience goes, Oh, this motherfucker can do anything. And then you get and a great thing of him, of him learning his powers, which I always love to see. And I, I really enjoyed him when they, the way they project him in the universe, like when he's like learning about his powers, it's like him as a normal person walking around in, in the his mind own place. Mind. Yeah. That yeah way, I like, I like that a lot. That way he can show up without a bunch of shit on his face and uh, it's easier to make. You gotta- I will say, one of the things I agree a hundred percent that he he was completely shafted in the the uh, theatrical version. I love the fact that not only does he get so much more time that he gets to really fill out the character. Um, he gets to say one of the few fucks in this movie. So good on him, him. and Bruce. <laughs> Wait, when did he say fuck? Uh, when, he first, when he first meets with uh, Diana. And she's like, you know, we, we're putting together a team to save the world. And he goes, fuck the world. Oh, I also like how he reached out to her, hacked, instead of the other way around. Oh, yeah. She had found him in the first movie. This one, he finds her. I, I only had one minor criticism. It's not even of his character, but it's his father. Yeah. When his dad turns on the microwave. Yeah, when he sacrifices himself. Why did he need to go inside the microwave to turn it on? There's a button. I guess you could have hit the button from the outside, uh, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Was there a button because, inside? There because was a ever button. since Watchmen, yeah. Zack Snyder has loved the effect of having someone explode <laughs> into ash. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love that he sacrificed himself to tag the box well, for them, and they explain how he got Zack the Zack Snyder loves to kill dads for no reason. Yes, he loves this to kill true. dads. Kent, moms, no reason for yeah. him to die. Um, you know... <laughs> Well, now that's not true. He had to die so that Superman could learn to not save the people. The thing is, Pocket <laughs> dies, but not like yeah. that. That's not that kind of changes everything. I, I, I digress. Cyborg yeah. was a much better. Character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, so much better. I loved seeing his full face cover when he's flying. We didn't get to see that. That's kind of a yeah. cool Easter egg. 
I have one one nitpick about it that I, I was going to save until later because it's it's also a nitpick about kind of the the Zack Snyder ethos of superheroes in general mm. as well. But I'm going to say it now because if I wait until later, I'm going to forget say it. it. I think one of the few things that really kind of irks me about the way that that he approaches superheroes and especially in DC and according, you know, Superman and everybody and, and they do it with Cyborg as well is while he's learning how to use his powers and he's listening to the recording from his father, his father describes his powers essentially as you have the ability to access absolutely anything through the net. Yeah. No firewall can stop you. No one can ever not be hacked by you. You could launch absolutely every nuclear warhead in a blink of an eye if you decided you wanted to. But fighting that temptation is what will make you a hero. Mm. And I find that to be bullshit <laughs> because I feel like looking at all the bad shit you don't do with your power as what makes you a hero rather than all the good shit you could do with the power that you have at your fingertips is the bleakest and most fucking cynical way of looking at superheroes. And I think that is the problem is that because he started at Watchmen, yeah. he has never not looked at it that well, way. Well, it's in line with what Pa Kent told fucking Clark. Don't help anybody. Uh, you know, it's not worth it. Well, I can bash Snyder here. I mean, he doesn't really even understand Watchmen. There's a quote that him from him that came out where it was like, oh, like there's comics that have sex and violence. And he's referring to Watchmen. He's like, this is the kind of stuff I like. And it's like he doesn't get. You it. don't understand the yeah. point of Watchmen, do you? I mean, so many parts <laughs> of that book are literally just full-on prose novels. Yeah. You think he read that shit? He's he's right. trying to put the comics medium into the wrong medium. For I that think story. that what I think that what he does is that look for years, Batman had you know had his, his, he went through a bunch of different changes, and at a certain point they tried to ground Batman in some kind of psychological reality, right? Like they say, okay, psychologically, this guy's got to be insane. All right. Because he is a millionaire and he could easily solve a lot of problems with his money, but he, maybe he does that, but he's also got a thirst for fucking violence. He wants to help people, but re in reality wise, you don't just punch somebody and they just go down and they stay down. You have to like incapacitate them and almost kill them to get them to stop attacking you. I mean, I just watched a fucking spring break fight on fucking, <laughs> on, on fucking Twitter. That took like 20 minutes. It's brutal. You know, how's Batman going to get, you know, he's got to take people down. So like when you start putting the reality of stuff, it does become cynical because that's the reality of, of if you're going to actually fight crime and you're going to stop people using your fisticuffs the way he does. Yeah. There's going to be injuries. He's going to be, how long before you be become inhuman? You know, how long does policemen that in right now do the before they start bending the law and becoming corrupt by the by the power that they have? So I think that that it may be the bleakest way of looking at it, but it's also I think it's, it has a, a lot of reality to it. And that's what makes us very uncomfortable with it. Do I think that it fits most of the characters? No, like Superman doesn't need to be that. Cyborg might have to go through some kind of weird shit. Obviously, Wonder Woman um, would probably be more optimistic since she's fucking immortal and she's seen everything else. And I think the Flash would probably be optimistic, but I don't think Batman would be. 
I just don't think he would be as optimistic. And that's that's perfectly fine. And I, I appreciate the fact that what he has done with Batman is essentially put him at a point where he is cynical and old and gone through all of it. And it's by by being in contact with someone like Superman and Wonder Woman and putting this team together and finding a higher purpose than just crippling muggers. Yeah. Yeah. That he has found what it means to truly be a hero. But to to start off with a character like Cyborg, I mean, granted, at the same time, it's even seconds later, we then see that he is he is given the power that, yeah, he could he could fuck with the financial system of of the entire world if he wanted to. And he decides the best way to do that is he gives a hundred thousand dollars to a poor family in his neighborhood. That was great. That was awesome. That that is great. It's it's. The way that we we move on from there and we show what he what it is that he chooses to do with his ability, it shows a lot of character for him. Yeah. But it feels like there is a lot coming in from the outside in the way that his father presents to him. What I have done and what I have given you is the ability to be the greatest fucking monster in the world. Mm -hmm. This kind of goes touches on my larger point of. Although I really enjoyed this movie, we still didn't need BVS to get there. Like it's BVS still is such a bad movie for me that like it still kind of taints the whole thing. And reason being is I, I get the approach of like um, viewing this from a realistic standpoint, but when you view it at that realistic standpoint and you get away from what the character core of the character is, that's where I where it, for me it crosses the line. And for that. Like I know there's certain interpretations of Batman killing people, but his number one rule for most of that character is to never kill people right, because it. it happened to him when he was a kid and he never wants to have that pain um, thrust it, upon anyone. It would just anyone. be an impossibility, though. It, it would just... be, yes, it would be impossible, but then you're getting away from the character. Like the character at the end of the day, then don't approach it from the this is super realistic, hyper real. Like yeah. that approach then takes away from what the character was. Look, I, I think that's why Pun- the Punisher was written as a kind of commentary on right. Batman, because he, this idea is kind of like a, a paradox. You know, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's an oxymoron, you know, it kind of cancels mm-hmm. itself out. Oh, yeah. like, so um, it is a difficult thing to do. The thing about it is, is that Batman versus Superman not only made him a guy that beat people up and hurt people, and possibly killed a bunch of guys during that car chase. He killed but, a lot of guys. But that didn't that wanted to kill Superman. That wanted to kill him. Yeah. That didn't have any kind of ability to kind of go, hey, we can use this guy, or this guy might have something good to do. And like that's the rationale that I can't stand about. Not the fact that he might be violent in fighting people. Uh that doesn't bother me. Him dropping the F bomb in this movie. Oh, oh Batman would never use that bad language. <laughs> language. Dude, think bad, about the world Bruce. he's in. He's in Apocalypse's world oh, where Superman is killing su- people. He's going to swear. You think that dropping the F bomb is like a, cl- a, per- a pearl clutching moment? Yeah. Like, get Who's, the fuck out of here. Is, who is like, upset wake up, by dude. that? And I, trust me, I will <laughs> freaking kill you. I, yeah. okay. no, no, that doesn't fit. I Look, I do enjoy the how they made Bruce a stoic leader and Ben Affleck clearly not as bored. As he is in the other movie, he's way more alert here now. No, his character progression to the point where he's like much more optimistic. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it works. I just don't think we needed to get. We, we needed this right. 
swim through all that garbage to, to get, get here. Yes. Yeah, it's, he really yeah. painted the character. Yeah. It's very rough to start at a spot where you're trying to approach these characters and these concepts from a deeply grounded, realistic setting. And then you move on to Justice League, where now aliens from another world are coming here to collect these magic boxes so that they could try and take over our planet. Oh, well, I can't wait for the really gritty, grounded version of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, like you, you have a scene where Aquaman's surfing through, surfing a parademon through a building. Like, okay, why did you appoint coaches from a realistic perspective if that's what you were going to get to? It's badass, Alfred. He <laughs> still had a couple of badasses and all rights. Okay, look, there's so much to talk about. We haven't even fucking My gotten man. to the ending and the epilogue, and I want to get into what his plans were for Justice League two and three because they're let's, crazy. Let's. We didn't. We we haven't really actually talked about the end fight. Uh, yeah, no, let's start true. there. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. The, the third act is technically the same, but wildly different at the same time. Wow. We're more violent. Uh, you see things like my, one of my favorite moves in this third act. Like the plan makes more sense, but Batman in the Batmobile, when he gets hit and he flips out of the ejector, out of the ejector seat with the grappling hook down into fighting parademons was fucking badass. Geek boner. Him using parademon guns and the fucking uh, the the big weapon. Okay, I fucking love that. I don't know. He it's, looked badass in that. It's just cut much better. Like the first time you see it when in Justice League, <laughs> it's it it's just there's not a lot of rhythm to it. Like there's stops and starts. This is much better. Like there's a flow. Yeah. Everyone from the start is working together. You you right away. Batman says stick to the plan Teamwork. they all know what they're doing better. they all yeah. know what they have to do and it flows just much better than justice league uh the theatrical version where there's awkward comedy and there's weird cuts back to saving people and that superman's flying up building around for some reason in the background well yes in 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 the joss cut with the idea of we put in this entire storyline about this Russian family and Barry has to go save them because he doesn't think he's a hero and oh, doesn't think he can do fuck. anything. And oh, finally, oh, he man. saves the family. And then we immediately Lame. just put his ass out in front of the entire world <laughs> by then having Superman. Be like, I saved an entire building <laughs> of people. It's like, well, then why the fuck did we decide this needed to be Barry's character arc? There's this amazing shot where you see Batman and the whole team and it freezes and it's one of these Zack Snyder freeze frame slash page splash pages and it's so fucking cool. Yeah, actually, looking, I feel like Snyder stole that from he Avengers took it Age from of Joss. Ultron. Did he take it from Joss? Oh, he did. There's an exact scene yes, where yes. they're in the forest. In the beginning of Age of Ultron. Holy yep. shit. He stole Joss's shot and he did it better. It's the same <laughs> thing because in the other movie, you just had like Aquaman riding the Batmobile and this one. The teamwork is better, like you said, Anthony, and then fucking the triple defeat of Steppenwolf where Aquaman tried into the chest, Superman punches him towards the portal, and then it's hilarious, but so badass, Wonder Woman chopping his head off and the momentum sending him into the thing. It's fantastic. Fuck. I think Steppenwolf like, tried to convince Wonder Woman that her he killed her mom, so she was pissed. Yeah, he kept he, saying... He saw, he, well, he saw a vision with the boxes where he does kill her mom. Yeah, yeah. he kept plug, plug, pushing her about her, all her sisters dying. Well, the, the way it was cut in Justice is like you each had one of the characters fighting yeah. Steppenwolf at one, like one-on-one. -on -one. It was so weird. Whereas this one, like... The scene on the bridge, right, where it's Aquaman, Cyborg, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. In Justice's version, it's just 
Wonder Woman. But for whatever reason, they cut those two out. Yeah. And in this one, like you have them, like, them. teaming up. So They're great. doing. Oh, my you God. Have Cyborg shooting like the sonic booms while Aquaman's like banging the, yep. the trident. And so like flipping reverberates around. quicker. Like it's just a lot for all the shit I give Snyder. He does know how to direct action. And he, he played with the powers. Like yep. It was yeah. fun yep. seeing them play with each other. Yep. And especially to show after we've seen the first major fight where they are all trying to take him on one at a time and it doesn't work out and they fail in being able to stop him. Yep. This time around, with them working as a team with a plan that they've concocted where everybody has their part to play, it shows growth. So now you have things like Wonder Woman and Aquaman pulling him down with the lasso of truth. Yeah, that was great. Uh, The thing that, that I loved the most out of it was this far and above set up the idea of a Flashpoint movie. Yep. Better than the other one ever could have, because it proved that when shit goes wrong and you don't know what else to do, Barry can immediately pull out the I'll just travel back in time. You can do 30 second reset. Don't worry. Well, well doesn't he just say something to himself before he's like, ignore. Like he says something along yeah, the lines like, of you're like, not ignore the rules. To, yeah, you're not, you're not supposed, supposed to do, to do this, this, but we're going to break the rules fa- yeah. faster I, than I lo- you've ever I ran. Loved, I loved the way that was that entire thing was shot when he's running back in time. And, and oh, him yeah. getting like the visions of like his dad and his dad talking to him and how he has to be a hero. Like such a better characterization than like so much. I don't know what I'm doing. I know I'm just gonna save one person. Ill bugs. What am I doing he here? And then when Superman does show up, he's fucking badass. The they suit the Man looks of Steel great. Scene. Yeah, and he's brutal. Music, sorry. The Man of Steel music. They did the thing where he learns to fly like Man of Steel before. That one was one minor criticism. Yeah, black suit is there because Josh Weed or. Uh, Zack Snyder thinks it's cool. Okay, There's yes. no reason there was why no, he has a black suit. They, there was a bunch of suits on the ship. Who's making these suits? He's well, like, oh, In the comics, it's like he wears a black suit to regenerate right. get his powers. In this one, it was literally... I mean, it does look badass. He looks like, badass. He just... Yep, it's just cool. He it's went just, in his closet. I just closet. want him wearing the yes, black suit. He went in his closet. He's like, I haven't worn this in a hot it's second. metal as fuck. I want it. <laughs> yeah, but I did like the whole thing of all the fathers speaking to him. Yeah. That was good. And Jor-El, his father and, actually yeah. finally tells him to, yeah. to do it. Like, Fly, uh, Pa Kent yeah. Said, that was great. You know, yeah. says, yes, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. And it's a beautiful shot where he rises up and then the sun is silhouette and he's regenerate. He's getting chars and it's fucking gorgeous. I will say one missed opportunity I felt was... If there was any spot in the movie where I would have been like, you do need like a quip here. Yeah. It's when Steppenwolf is about to hit Cyborg with the axe and then Superman flies in and blocks it by just putting himself in front of it. He just stands there, yeah. (laughs) At that point, I would have loved something like, that's rude. What did he say? He was like, not going to happen. He said he goes, not impressed. Not impressed. Yeah, Yeah, that that was late. I don't want him to be tough. Yeah. I would like. Well, that's rude. Yeah. Or, hi, I'm Superman. Yes. And then he punches him in the fucking face. Yes. Like, that would have been great. It'd be like, hey, watch the cape or hey, something. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his, his, and like, remember the end of the first one where him and Cyborg separated and they fall and they make a shitty joke and they're laughing on the ground? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous. It was, is there going to be any blowback? Definitely. Well, I'd like being alive. And then it explodes and he falls to the ground. And he goes, never mind. I wish I was oh dead. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, the, there's bad. a scene where he, like in the original, Steppenwolf's hand goes past him in slow motion. In this one, you could see that Steppenwolf's hand is like not a human hand. Yeah, it's got like he goes seven past fingers. Him. Like yeah. a nice, nice. Uh, it's just a ni- it's nice. Just, detail. There's, such, there's little details like that where I'm like. Man, they really fucked with yeah. <laughs> that, just Snyder's movie. That or him 
punching the fucking horn off oh, of his head. He lasered, no, he lasered it. Oh, it was the laser. That was it. But then he yeah. was just brutal, just beating him down, and Steppenwolf had removed it's, his armor at that it, point. It felt like a Christmas story where he's just sitting on top of him, just <laughs> yes, punching him in the yes, face. Yes. <laughs> you bitch, a freaking fucking Yeah, so the ending much improved. But th- that ending happens. There's still 30 minutes left of this fucking movie after the ending in an epilogue. You know what? You, you know what? Uh, another thing I want to point out before we get off of it, because I have it in my head. Yeah. Is number one, it was cool that Darkseid and Desaad and all Granny Goodness were all afraid of a Kryptonian. Yeah. I, that they had fear of Superman. But the thing I don't understand is that uh, the mother boxes were scared of him too. Yeah, they didn't activate. But then Superman didn't exist for like a really long time. <laughs> they they <laughs> lay dormant before? for yeah. thousands of years. Like, With and no then, Kryptonian. What about and then humans before? The, and another thing that I want to point out is that like uh, all the like the Amazonians and, and the fucking. The other fucking guys, they all like t- these like complicated ways of storing the the mother boxes, and the humans just threw it in the ground. That's the best thing. What? No, <laughs> buried it in three feet of dirt, and that was the one that was hardest for them to find. And literally, yeah. the third one is in this dude's closet. That's where it is. <laughs> oh, You're gonna shit. look for it. It's in my fucking closet. <laughs> well, right they there. found it in the dirt somewhere. Well, they explained the Nazis found it and blah blah blah, and he took it and he never returned it. So at least they, because I was like, you better explain how this fucking box ends up in his closet. This makes no sense, but they do. Okay, so that's the ending. Let's get into the epilogue. The first thing we see is an extended version of Lex Luthor meeting Deathstroke on the yacht where this was new, right? He tells him. It's different. Batman is Bruce Wayne. It's different. In Justice League, he shows up and... Lex Luthor's basically like, we need to form our own league. We need a league of our own, like yes. the fucking women's yes, baseball there's movie. There's no crying um, in DC movies. <laughs> whereas in this one, it was supposed to set up Ben Affleck's Batman. A movie that's so, never going to happen, yes. You're right. So you, you have him telling, uh, you have Lex Luthor telling Deathstroke Batman's identity. By the way, one of the things that I love and the word love is in quotes here because what i mean is this is ridiculous <laughs> the concept of a secret identity does not fucking matter doesn't in this everybody universe. know clark is superman wouldn't that be obvious that was my well, question even it's away from really that explained. is clark kent apparently died around the same time superman did and around the same time that superman came back oh clark's clark back. kent goes back to his job at the daily planet <laughs> But before that is that when he shows up and he's fighting the Justice League, you have Lois just run out into the middle of the field yes, going, Clark! That gives it away! Now doesn't everybody know she's fucking enough, enough with the Clark, Lois? And then he kidnaps her. <laughs> yeah. But it's also Bruce Wayne seems to give zero shits about who finds out that he's Batman. Well, yeah, Diana finds him easily. He actively goes seeking Arthur Curry yes, and just and waves him. in waves in front of everybody. I'm Bruce Wayne. Here's twenty five thousand dollars. And yeah. by the way, I'm the Batman. Yes. Dress like a bat. You're out of your mind, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Don't count on it, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, so then we get that set up to a movie that's never going to happen. Then we get a set up to two movies that are never going to happen. Another nightmare dream sequence Bruce has this time. They are in the... Uh, this is actually new footage. This was what they shot. Yeah. And it's you can yeah. tell because the green screening is really bad. Why did they this. shoot this? This is, didn't need to be shot. This is him setting up something that's never going to be done. Who do we yeah, have? Why would yeah. they even do that? They so gave stupid. him full creative control. And they gave him, what, like $100 million? $70 million, probably $70 million. a little bit more. 
<laughs> so we have here. Uh, so I, I guess Dark Side at the end he goes ready the armada. We'll do this the old fashioned way. So everything they did to stop Steppenwolf doesn't matter. Dark Side still comes, destroys the Earth. This is a shot from the future. You have Batman. Do we want to get into what happened here? Yeah. How that? Well, why? Well, Lois what? is dead, right? So you, I, here's the here's the well well that what we see. Do you want me to get into that or let's save it? Well, I want to like basically what what. What Zack Snyder had planned to get us to this moment? Because this scene, and then there's a scene earlier. Cyborg's vision also relates oh, to yeah, the on, next on the, two the movies. Ship. Right. Before we talk about that, I just I gotta okay. talk about fucking Jared Leto. So you have Batman, Mira, Cyborg, Flash wearing what we saw him wear when he went back to see Bruce in Batman versus Superman, and Deathstroke with a sick mullet, and. I believe, I believe I mean, he Mohawk, was CG. Mohawk. I believe the Flash was completely CG. Oh, what he was wearing? Oh, the no, his face too. Oh, the whole thing. Oh, so he yeah, wasn't I, there. I don't. I don't think Ezra Miller was there. Okay, and then you have Jared Leto's Joker. In the future, you notice things like he's had his tattoos removed. Um, he's or he's just wearing more makeup. Over or them. he's wearing more makeup. There's a brief exchange about him killing. Robin and then Batman alludes to, yeah, I held Harley Quinn while she was dying. And then there's a great line where he's like, you need me. Who's going to give you a reach around? Oh, which apparently was ad libbed by fucking Jared Leto. And they left none of of that surprises. (laughs) Well, what do you think that he meant by now? Be careful with what you say. That when he's like, be careful the next thing you say, because he's oh, but he's saying mad. to him basically, I'll kill you right now. And then Batman goes, when I kill you, and I will fucking kill you. I'm Whoa. gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. But like, what do you think he's like? Because obviously he's gonna talk about Robin. So why is he trying to tell him like, wait? Well, wait, he's yeah. saying, don't push I, my I buttons. I'm gonna. I think it's he knows he's gonna talk about Robin, but he also makes a reference to. Oh, you know, your parents or your adopted son, yes. you've had plenty of people you care about that have died because of you. And I think that's a, a jab at the death of Lois. Actually, I think it's so I've watched some videos of what it was planned for Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I think what he's saying is watch your mouth. Don't talk about Lois Lane. OK, Anthony. Because, yeah, yes. Oh, OK. Because this is how fucking wacky Zack Snyder's thought or thought process were. What leads to Superman's downfall and becoming disenfranchised with um, the Justice League is Lois Lane dies with a kid in her stomach. Now, she dies with she a kid ate in her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yummy. She has a kid. Superman thinks it's her kid. Darkseid kills her. But what we don't, what we find out later on is. That's actually Bruce Wayne's baby. Oh, she was pregnant. There is a pregnancy test in the movie in her drawer. So, so they were going to have the downfall of the Justice League be a um, Jerry Springer episode. Where <laughs> there's a freeway well, where the Batman has been hooking up with Lois Lane yeah. while Superman was dead. Yes. The video, the video that I watched, oh, the thing that I found confusing about it is they're they're basically saying that Superman is heading out to try and fight. Uh, dark side dark side to stop him from taking over the planet and he decides that dark side is going to use one of his omega beams to kill lois in order to break superman's spirit right and he finds out about the baby but the reason that she dies is because she was hiding out with bruce and then tells bruce no the baby is clark and, he, and he bruce left. gets pissed yeah, and, and just fucks off okay right. so he doesn't he doesn't help her 
But and the, I guess the question is, as I understand it, when it comes to an Omega Beam... I like seeing the Omega Beam underwater, by the way. We got to actually see it on screen. If, if he plans on killing a certain person with it, you can't stop that. No, that's the target, right? Beep, 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 beep. So, I like, guess, yeah. what would what would Bruce being there have done to yeah, prevent this? He would have this? fucking died, too. That's a good point. Okay, look, here, let me just set this up for anyone who's confused. The line Joker says at the end, he goes, you need me to undo everything you did by letting her die. This was, real quick, the plans for Justice League Parts 2 and 3. There were leaked storyboards drawn by Jim Lee that Warner Brothers scrubbed. So Lex was going to gather the Legion of Doom. They He found out about the anti-life equation. Bruce finds Riddler, who has solved the equation, and then Riddler kills himself. Lex finds the equation. Darkseid shows up, and Superman goes off to fight Darkseid. This is when Bruce and Lois are left alone. She tells Bruce, you're not the father. So they banged when Superman was dead. Lex tells Darkseid about Lois. Darkseid kills Lois. Superman is sad, gets taken by the anti-life equation, goes evil. Then it jumps ahead five years to this epilogue we saw. Because uh, Darkseid has well, killed what Aquaman we were and was Wonder Woman. Be part three. This I yeah. thought this was going to be the end of part two. No, part two would. I believe part two was going to end with Superman going basically, but not oh, nuts. going evil. Okay, so then right. part three jumps ahead five years. Aquaman's first, dead. Part two is basically Justice League versus the Injustice League. So this is also where Cyborg's vision comes into play. Or, sorry, the Legion of Doom. Sorry, he sees Wonder Woman on a funeral pyre. He sees uh, Clark holding a corpse, a burnt corpse of Lois and fucking Darkseid consoling him. He sees Darkseid kill Aquaman. And then part three that was going to use the cosmic treadmill to send flashback to warn Bruce a second time because the first time clearly didn't work. Lois still died. So this time (laughs) Bruce tells Flash to tell himself that uh, she lied and she lied. Poor Lois the father. Lied. No, it was just going to be Lois lied. Oh, Lois lied. So then that scent makes Bruce stay. But then to your point, I don't know how he stops Darkseid from killing her. Superman doesn't go evil. But Batman dies. Everyone unites to kill Darkseid. And then 20 years later, Lois tells her kid that Bruce is her father. And he brings him to the Batcave. And he becomes Batman. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. The thing, the thing I will say is interesting in an aspect of it is that they play on the idea that the cosmic treadmill is set in, is built in the bat cave because when he uses it, it will send him back to the exact same point on the planet that he is already at just at a different time. And they've tried it several times and failed because Barry never had the right message. And Bruce was too stupid to understand what was going on and they could only do it. At one yes, point, one time every year, one time every year when he could then make sure that he came back to the exact same spot where the planet was. Yes, this is while you, he was doing this. So this, so it's yeah. like the reason we're five years into this terrible apocalypse <laughs> is because the heroes are fucking idiots and they keep <laughs> blowing their one shot. They're dumb. But that's like H.G. Wells time machine time travel rules where. You, yeah, time, time moves, but you have to be in. I, th- I in think the same there are spot. remnants of a. I would have first off, having seen this, I wouldn't mind seeing it play out. Yeah, I'll say I'll say I, that. I, no, I wouldn't but, mind seeing that either. Actually, I, I wouldn't mind seeing see it play that out. shit. Yes, Get I also don't think it would work all that well because I don't think Zack Snyder. I don't think framing it around a love triangle is the best idea in the world. It's actually pretty fucking awful. Yeah, um, that's 
that you would have Bruce Wayne fuck Lois Lane. I, know. I think Especially, he does in the comic books, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, there's precedence for that in the cartoon there's, yeah, and sure the there's comics. Precedence, yes. but it's not a great idea. No, Especially for how much awkward. they play on the sexual tension between him and Diana, and Diana in yeah. this movie. I didn't get it. Yeah. When did he have time? Like, you don't see any of that. When did he have time to hook up with Lois? Fuck. I think I think it would have. I just think it would have gone off the rails pretty quickly there. Um, he's always Zack Snyder's whole thing is he loves like the fan fiction side of the comics, like these alternate worlds yeah, and stuff, yeah. and they're fun. But to have an entire universe based around alternate world type shit, there's a reason why that stuff was alternate world because it's it's not status quo. Not a lot of people like people think it's a fun side thing. They don't want that as their main. It's his own dinner. version. So I think that you have to. Yeah, you can't have just this be the only version because it doesn't suit everyone's taste to these characters. It's just mm-hmm. maybe maybe the Batman people would be cool with it, but then like the Superman people and the Flash people, they're not going to be jiving with this. And even the Aquaman movie was lighter than a lot lighter, than way this. lighter. Yeah. It's also really rough to sell a three movie long storyline on the idea of by the end of this third movie, everything that we have seen will have never have happened (laughs) and never have mattered. They would go to the flash movie. Well, look, if you're out there and you're, uh, you're, you're tweeting hashtag restore the Snyder verse. If you're tweeting hashtag release the air cut of suicide squad, (laughs) it's not happening. The uh, Variety has an article, Warner Media CEO and Sarnoff basically saying, we love that Zach's fans love this, but we need to move past this. I, I don't fully believe that. <laughs> I So I, I think, like I think if, if this, there's enough, yes, yes, there's enough. I mean, they had the Snyder, Snyder's it cut could, released because it of it. It could happen. I, I think I think I think it could. Happen. What if it HBO Max? What like if this thing has legs and it, you know, it picks up subscribers because of this, if they get a mad amount of subscribers, you know, they're going to be like, maybe we should do these other. Things. I, I say there's only one major uh, stick in the wheel of that. And that's Ben Affleck. He's not coming. Yeah. Affleck doesn't care. Yeah. And Affleck's not going to fucking come back to this. Yeah. Problems going on. Yeah. It's probably true. Yeah, I but, can see that. But I just, the only thing is like, if there's another, like there's so much hype around this, like this is the first time it's huge. I feel like, I don't know. I don't have any numbers in front of me. I feel like this is the first time DC and Marvel ever went head to head. And granted, Marvel's coming with Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is like built up on a universe, but still Falcon and Winter Soldier compared to Justice League. I feel like DC finally won something. I was going to ask you who won the streaming weekend wars. uh, And buzz wise, definitely, I see more conversations about Zack Snyder's Justice League right now. I mean, the conversation you hear about Captain America is squishy face. It's all squishy face. So they got (laughs) that going. It's not good. It's like, should we get the Snyder universe back? Like, should we do this? What are we doing? Restore the Snyder versus. Can this completely restore the DCEU versus. Why does he look like a weird old man? Do <laughs> you think this got subscribers together? They got people to sign up. Also, you have to watch Batman versus Superman before to understand a lot of this. So that's a lot. Uh, to, I, I tend. To, I, I think honestly, it's actually better if you don't watch. <laughs> if you came into Justice League yeah. and you hadn't watched, could you understand at it? least Batman v Superman? Yeah, you're coming into a movie where literally the opening shot is Superman being murdered. Yeah, you're like, what is this? And when did like, this happen? You know what? <laughs> I think I missed something. <laughs> yes, when did can this I, happen? Can I ask, um, since we're, you know, talking about Snyder. Yeah. And we, he obviously is in a fit for Justice League. He's not, right? 
what would he be a fit for? Like, because I mean, obviously, we we got to see like you know him unchained. He did have some, you know, the action sequences were great, and they had the rhythm and all that stuff, and a, and a lot of uh, cool music and and it had impact. So I feel like he's maybe like shown everyone that he can direct a movie, but maybe he's just barking up the wrong tree as far as like what he's doing, like as mm. far as subject matter wise. So do you think that he? He's just on the wrong franchise or I mean, I actually I didn't mind this take on a lot of his things like this may be a good fit for him. No, well, what he did with Cyborg was was very good and kind of surprised me even if he's going to play with source material. I just don't think whatever his inclinations are for risks, he should stop doing that because whatever whenever he jumps into making it more grounded or like making it more badass he fails. But if he can stick to just what's on the paper, good versus evil, make the action look awesome, that's his wheelhouse. Don't don't add Zach, don't add any depth. When you add depth, it sucks. Yeah, stop trying to be Alan Moore because you're not. Right. Exactly. He thought he thought yeah, I think he thinks he's Alan Moore. I mean Moore. the source, there's no this is kind of original from his head because if you think of like three hundred and Watchmen, he is given the visuals on page. He just has to recreate them and he's good at that. This is a lot of him coming up with these action beats and this composition. And I, I mean, a lot of it I really liked. So I surprised myself that I was like, holy shit. I mean, look, he has some good instincts. He cast Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's good yep. casting instincts. You know, he came up with a great costume for her. I think I think he cast the whole all of Justice League, yeah, right? Yeah, I think. I'm- and I think they all are. I mean, what do you think, Ruggs? Do you think they're all good fits? I mean, Ezra Miller's the one that stands out to me as like not being a right fit. But like mm. everybody else seems to be great. Yeah, Ezra Miller's not really he grew, I mean, He's growing on me, though. Lois Lane, I yeah. could do better as and well. Lex is horrible. I mean, she's a great actress, Lex but I just Luthor feel like... Lex wrong. <laughs> and Lex is bad, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He got, for the most part, I would agree, he got all the, the heroes, at least casting-wise, right? It was a weird choice for Aquaman to be like Lobo, but, you know... Because that's, that's what I see when I see him. I see Lobo. I see him. That yeah, he's no, that's the main very man. true. In this one, he yeah. does get the tone of like gods and, and, and aliens on Earth among men. Like you kind of do get that, which is what a lot of DC is, gods and aliens. Yeah. So I feel like Wonder Woman was probably the hardest thing to bring to life and, and Aquaman. Like those two were a hard sell. And he, like, like yeah. I think, I think, I think um, Cyborg's easy. Flash is easy, you know. Batman's easy. We've already established Superman's. We've established. Yeah, those are the two hard ones. Like Wonder Woman, how do you make her? A, oh, you make her a warrior. You make her have a shield and a sword. And 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 how do you do Aquaman? Well, you, you know, you don't make him like look like fucking Fred from Scooby Doo. Like you, <laughs> you like yeah. make him look a little bit more badass. Yeah. Give him some tats. You know, yeah. like you know, he had some good good instincts. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he. There, there's like, there's the framework of something good within him. It's just when he's untethered that I think he's not so good. I think he needs. I need. He, I think he, he needs, needs a partner. To, yeah, I think he needs yeah. someone to bounce ideas off. of. He needs an editor. He needs someone to just be like, okay, That's, yeah, cut this. He needs a brother. Up. Yes, literally the brother. thing. The thing that I thought was, you take, you allow him to go untethered to make this four-hour-long movie. Then you need to bring someone in who has an eye for being able to appreciate what works. Yep. Trim down what doesn't. Yep. 
and entirely gut the fucking last 15 minutes of this movie. Absolutely. And I've said this since I've seen his first movie, and I don't know why he doesn't find someone to collaborate to do this, because that's actually absolutely. Yes. Call, if he wants. Call Delhauer, because that's absolutely what he needs. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think a lot of that's ego, right? Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah. No director really wants to have to bounce their ideas off of anyone. They want, they want to be their own. No, crea- but they want to create their own dude, stuff. Dude, as an artist, you have to look at it from outside. You got to have take constructive criticism. Sometimes... Those people but are right. But at some point, you when you're wrong. at four hours, you should know. Okay, yeah, I got cut some. <laughs> Maybe I should well, cut yeah. a couple of things. But yeah. it, and especially, you know, the other the other side of that is is when you then have like you know the executives that are like, all right, not only does this have to get cut down to only two hours, but we need you to start ticking all these boxes That's on what we think is going to be That's selling more tickets. So you need the studio out of it, but he does need a dude to be like Zach, fucking chill out. L- let me make one good comment about four hours. This is the only good comment. Yeah. Because of streaming, we were able to get yeah. an, a movie that's basically uncut. And I think because of streaming, because in a movie theater, you have to run these movies over and over. And if four hours happens, that knocks out two movie slots. Yeah. But on streaming, it doesn't matter the length. So I think this is a good thing in terms of like creative freedom for directors because they can go to streaming and they don't have to be confided into, we need to make this an hour and a half, two hours. Right. Make the movie as long as you want. We all agree this could have been cut, but I think overall it's a good thing for the industry that streaming is allowing movies to be this long. I think the Russos were pushing for it. Remember they were talking about how this is going to change what a movie is? Oh yeah, there was talks of the the rough cut of of uh, Endgame being what four and a half hours. Oh, fucking show me that! Now put that out. Why can't you do that? I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually really happy that this cut of this movie exists in the world. It's a strange. It's, it's, it's such it's, a weird it's thing. It's good, but it's such a weird thing. So if you saw this and you were like, "This has too many colors," well, guess what? Zach's announced he's coming out with Justice League Gray. It is a black and white version of this movie. What? Yes, is this serious? I, I'm absolutely serious. Coming to HBO Max. Is in this May. why all the aliens were already gray? They were already gray. If is you, it going to be? Is it going to be widescreen or is it still going to be in the square? Okay, we'll get to that in a second. This, uh, how many, this, this version. And how many frames per second is it going to be? Is it going to be like jerky, like the Charlie Cha- Chaplin movies or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> it's black and white. It's black Digital and white. scratches in the film. It's also, it's not a talkie. It's a silent film with uh, captions you oh, have to that's read. That's even more bad. The movie is eight hours oh long God. now. No, this it's will. so revolutionary. So check this out. Uh, Snyder said this will have. More footage of Jared Leto's Joker. So he has now made another version with more shit in there. And now I'm going to have to watch it and fast forward to the end to see what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) Um, If literally the only thing that he's offering me with this is now it's in black and white and I get to see more of Jared Leto. Yes. No, I'll fucking skip, bro. Yes. No. Fuck that show. I've seen enough. Fuck that show. (laughs) I will say. How indulgent is this? Because of how much I will say, just to to preface this, that I did enjoy this version of Justice League. I cannot express how much I fucking hated that nightmare sequence. At the end? You didn't like (laughs) that at all? Yeah. I didn't care. I didn't care at all. The CGI looked bad. The dialogue was awful. I don't want Jared Leto in these fucking movies. He's not good. I don't care who tries to convince me. That scene didn't need to be shot. It confused yeah. me. It why confused is, me. Why is Mira now like half Australian? Yeah, why does she have an accent? She talking, She had an American well, accent in Aquaman. What the fuck is this? That was the intent. I think they wanted her to have more of a regal feel. I, I would say like, it's weird because that scene kind of just is thrown on. It feels thrown on because it is. Yeah. Like the movie's already ended and now we have like, 
a drawn out uh, like, what is this? dream sequence yeah. again for a movie that's not going to come out. So why are we even watching this? It does feel tacked on and it's 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 excessive. I think that this is hubris on the part of Zack it's Snyder indulgence. thinking that he's going to like change everyone's mind and they're going to go ahead. with. Probably. I think he's this trying is, to this plant is what those, I would have done. He's trying well, to guess what, bro? Too bad. Not happening. He's trying to plant those seeds. If the fans could do it once. That, that's a good point. Yeah, he might have been auditioning yeah, for absolutely. You want to see he's trying to get he's trying to get support from the fans. The fans did it this time. He's, he feels like they're gonna assemble and, and do it again. Did the aspect ratio, this thing isn't a square. It's a four three box, not lettered box, not widescreen. Did that bother anyone? Well, I mean, Imran, that was to preserve the vision uh, yeah. of Zack Snyder. Exactly. Well, that's <laughs> it, the reason why. It didn't bother me. He shot the whole thing on IMAX, and he's fallen in love with this square composition. And he's like, oh, superheroes are more vertical than horizontal anyways. But I think you get a little more screen real estate, actually, than a letterbox. You get actually everything he shot. Yeah. In 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 the frame, but it's so it's, weird that it's in it's a square. Whatever. Like it's a fucking square. I don't know. It's just I, it. It bothered me for a little I, bit, and then I forgot about it. You know? I think it's stupid, but also <laughs> like, what am I going to do about it? He thinks in squares. So, do you think that'll it'll ever get uh, like zoomed in? No, but then you're cropping all the shit out. You can't even no, widescreen. Also, by putting this in four three because he wants to to fit an IMAX screen, this is very much a. Hey guys, it's already it's ready, ready if you want to say, I don't know, put this out in IMAX at some point. He just shoots everything in this IMAX for just cuz. Uh speaking of IMAX, Tenet also in on HBO Max in May. So if you want to mind fuck and you haven't seen it. Oh, if you want to be, be pissed off after Yeah, you if watch. you want to get really mad, well, <laughs> can you can I hear it? You can hear it and you can see you can't see it. You can't hear it. You can hear it backwards. Anyway. Uh okay, so let's finish up holy fuck with Give me a rating. Let me know where it lands in the DCU movies for you, in Zack Snyder movies. Uh, Anthony, let's start with you. Where, I, where do I rank it with Zack Snyder films? Sure. Like I said, it's the best thing he's done since 300. I think 300's better because it's fucking shorter. <laughs> um, but I do like the Justice Like At the end of the day, I still like these characters. So to see them realized on screen, yeah. and the, even though the road we got to this point was bad... Yeah. And I don't agree with all the decisions to see at least for like that four hour span of movie watching. I got to enjoy the characters for what they were and it was fun and it, it, there was a shit ton of action and yeah. I enjoy the characterizations for the most part. Um, as far as like, do you want me to rank it with DCEU? No, I think against or is it Zack just Snyder is makes like more said, sense. Be- best yeah. is 300, probably his second best thing, but the rest of the stuff I don't really like. So yeah. that, that doesn't mean much. As far as a rating, I think it's like a 7.5. And I think mm. the movies might have even, we'll, we'll probably all agree on this, if he could cut it down to three, it could be really could good. could be an eight and an eight and a half. Fuck, like fuck it, yeah. It, he actually did something really good here. Yeah. I give him full props. He, But, you know, at the end of the day, he's still Snyder, and that's why it's fucking four hours. <laughs> Tell Howard. I'm just looking through my notes to see if there were any jokes or nitpicks I didn't hit on. Yeah, yet. anything else? There's still tons of shit. Uh, we let's could be see. here all night. Things like uh, Gal Gadot, not a great narrator. Um, <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> she she killed people in front of children. She well, blew out the wall. Even, exploded even away, that dude. I was I was gonna say she saves everybody from a bombing and then she blows up the building. Then she blows up the building, um, but the bomb was in there. The beginning. Oh, look, it's Amber Heard and she's not physically abusing anyone. Now that's ah, what I call ah, acting. 
Johnny Depp's happy. He's nowhere near uh, this. Remember when she pulled the water out of <laughs> Steppenwolf? That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it made the blood. Uh, yeah, that was dropping him when, in the air bubbles. Uh, I love that the only power the Atlanteans have is making air bubbles underwater. Yeah, what's with the air bubbles? They didn't do that in the fucking Aquaman movie, did they? No. 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 This is how he talks about it in Uh, in Underwater. Two out of three mother boxes create a stronghold the size of a town, but all three take over the world. How does that work? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good point. Uh, I think that might have been the end of them. Yeah. Okay. So then it just got into like my my little tidbits about like, oh yeah, uh, this this movie was uh, only helped by the fact that COVID happened. Yeah. My feeling is ranked among Zack Snyder movies, maybe second or third best movie he's mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like Three Hundred a lot. I liked his version of Dawn of the Dead, yeah. but even then, I thought it was like, all right. The opening to the, his version of Dawn of the Dead, I think, is one of my favorite things from that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Is, in terms of DCEU films, maybe third or fourth. Mm. Uh, I definitely liked. The funny thing is, my favorite DCEU film, Shazam. It, that's a great, great movie. My I, favorite I, film, too. I, yeah, it's a definitely up uh, there. And it's funny because it, it does actually fit the Marvel build, but it still offers a lot in the way of like the lore of the magic and the godhood yeah. of these characters. Uh, not a perfect film. None of them are. I would probably rank Birds of Prey above this just because I think it was more fun. I like that movie. I, I like Birds uh, of Prey. The entire, the entire fight scene in the police station. Yeah. The c- it's probably one of my favorite things from the DCEU. It's colorful. But beyond that, I feel like every other movie sucked worse than this okay okay <laughs> give me a number uh at 7.5 out of 10 yeah yeah sounds good, good. rugs whoa okay uh as far as uh first of all let me just say clear improvement like head over whatever <laughs> head head and heels over fucking the joss just leave yes mm-hmm. so i think that that's a vindication for him i think also uh, in terms of his movies, this movie's the least offensive. Yep. Um, yeah. Until you get to the end where Batman's <laughs> threatening to kill the Joker. Uh, pretty much the characters are pretty good. They're in line. They're in They're in stomping ground. I mean, yes, Wonder Woman is killing people. That's fine. Um, but, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they're at least within vision of, uh, of the uh, original characters. I, maybe I would agree with everybody else. Like his third best movie. As far as the DC movies, I would probably put um, Wonder Woman and uh, Shazam over this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like Man of Steel more than this or it's on the same level, but I don't know. I'm I'm not like, I don't know. I think the the only thing that puts, for me, Wonder Woman just under this is the third act of that movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. But um, I so I'm gonna give it a seven. There you go. Yeah. So, um, uh, I I I enjoyed it. Imran, tell us why you gave it ten out of ten. I give this movie twelve stars. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, I'm really I'm uh, same with you guys. I really was surprised that I dug this movie. I had a good time. I was surprised that there was actual character development. Uh, I like the darker operatic tone, and as a standalone, like what if Elseworld? It was great to see. 
his vision. I felt satisfied. It was very satisfying. And as far as rewatchability, I definitely see myself going back to watch some of these fucking scenes because they're insane. Uh, I do think it's one of his better superhero movies. It's up there. Uh, it's the best use of his, the movies with these characters, for sure. I do like 300 and Watchmen. So it's one of his better directed movies. And as far as out of the whole DCU, it's like kind of in, in the middle. Kind of really? solidly, in, in I think, maybe a little you, bit higher in the middle. I mean, I would put, again, I would put Shazam, Wonder Woman, maybe above it. That's not, uh, that's not middle. There's only 10 films. Then the, there's only 10. <laughs> What was the other one? Well, maybe Birds of Prey. I do really enjoy Aquaman, Birds maybe. of Prey. Maybe. I've Aquaman. actually never seen Aquaman. You've never seen Aquaman? It's fun. No, it's, it's a fun. wild movie. <laughs> it's everything Aquaman thrown into one. But. It's it's uh it's whoever the director is trying to hit home runs with every James shot. James Wan. James Wan. <laughs> but the new score was fantastic. So I, again, what so I was surprised. It's one of his better kind of even coherent movies. Yeah. I'm also gonna give it like a seven point five. There I think go. that's solid. It's a, uh, it's, it's a crazy thing that this thing exists and how he was able to finish this and what it looks like and so much is in here. It's it, it, just let me just say it's it's going to be weird for me like moving forward because you're sp- still supposed to think of the DCEU as a shared universe, right? And I don't know what my headspace is supposed to feel about this movie yeah. in terms of everything else. Like, am I supposed to remember it? Am I supposed to not? I'd rather not remember Justice League. That but, one is canon, though, and this yeah. one isn't technically. You just gotta believe, watch it like it's in a vacuum. It's in its yeah. own thing. Yeah, this is the Zack Snyder verse, and to see his. Well, the only reason thing I fulfilled. can't fully do that is I just have a feeling that this is going to be canon eventually. Oh my god, you can't just make it a separate canon. We, we've make already it its gotten own to thing. the point where a director got to sit back in his chair and remake the movie he wanted to make. All right, here's what we should do then. We get the hashtag canon cut. Hashtag canon cut. <laughs> Three and a half hour version of this movie. Oh, God. Trim it down here and there. Get rid of that first Martian Manhunter bit. The last 10 minutes, get it out of here. I don't need to see your dick, Zach. <laughs> There's random scenes of like... His dick is in this? I missed that. <laughs> it was in the post credits. Can I, can I make this really outlandish uh, request? Yeah. Offend Not a request. Me. What do you think... The, the 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 probability of someone trying to Frankenstein Joss League with in this, this movie? How would well, you like trying what? to reconcile the, what they liked no. about Justice League well, you're and what because I've heard I've heard people go I like this bit from Justice League and I was mad that it wasn't in there. Oh, somebody's gonna and cut that together. So, you know, you immoral piece of shit! I, what a sick person that would be. But unfortunately, that movie the helps aspect this movie. ratios. The aspect ratios. Not about the well, aspect also, ratios. Also, I mean, he'd have to really desaturate Justice's. Oh movie. yeah, you have to turn the the colors all the way down. Oh well, we can do that with the black and white version coming out. That's so, did, does this hashtag canon cut Dalhauer? Is this in color or is this black and white? It's not in black and white. I don't need that <laughs> bullshit. Like I said, stop showing me your dick. Yeah, uh, you know what? The one thing I thought of is like I was like, there's no precedence for this, but there kind of is. And it's a movie I still have yet to see. And it's the Richard Donner cut of Superman. Mm. I've been dying to see that for many well, it's years. It's not the same thing because Richard Donner didn't get $70 million to finish his movie. No. They just used whatever was left. Oh. And it, it, some of it didn't match. Okay, so this is unprecedented. You know the one movie that I kept thinking of that yeah. was similar? Yeah. Alien 3. Oh, the director's mm-hmm. cut director's of that. Cut, a part of a big franchise. Yeah. Some people think that one's better. Also, funny enough, on the, uh, in this similar vein, 
the final cut of Blade Runner. Oh, how many times did did uh, Ridley Scott go back and keep recutting the movie until oh, he yeah. liked it? It's like three or four times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah so there is some precedence of indulgent directors, but like this, maybe nothing. Lucas, I mean, added oh, all yeah. sorts of well, footage to his Lucas Star Wars back. I'm adding CGI Jabba the Hutt back to everything, you fuckers. He's There's, in every scene of the movie, he, every yes, frame. Every background is just cluttered with Everyone fucking shoots at different times. Different, there's just spaceships in every, any open sky in those movies. He just filled with spaceships for some reason. <laughs> really? That's enough spaceships, George. Stop. Okay, good stuff. We could talk about this fucking movie for hours. It is quite a crazy we experiment. Have. And we have. Before we peace out, I do want to let everyone know, you guys, the stuff that we are coming up programming. We will be reviewing WandaVision every uh, WandaVision. Whoa. Winter Soldier. I all went backwards in time, like Tenet. We will be reviewing Winter Soldier every week for the next five weeks. Coming out this week, you can enjoy. We'll review it next week. Invincible, Amazon Prime, Robert Kirkman's adaptation. Uh, adaptation the first three episodes coming out this friday march 26th and then if you are not in the u.s you are lucky because you will get to see godzilla versus kong Geek Boner. this friday internationally released march 26th comes to the u.s march 31st hbo max we will be reviewing that the following week awesome Wait, it comes out in the theater the 26th it comes out internationally on this friday not in the oh. u.s overseas i'm gonna have to stay away from so there might spoilers. be, yeah, there might be some leaks for, for what a it's few worth. Days. Early reactions are very positive. They are. So I'm excited to watch Godzilla vs. Kong. That's going to be fun. And Invincible. I'm, I'm really cool. pumped for the four hour version they'll release in five years. Yes. Is there <laughs> going to be a four hour Godzilla versus everybody versus Batman version? It should be Godzilla versus Superman. Invincible, I'm also excited for. I heard early reactions are pretty good to that one. Del Hauer, thank you so much for fucking coming on. And talking Justice League, uh, what do you got going on? What do you want to plug? Plug some shit. Um, I guess the biggest thing that I would plug is uh, I'm one of those guys who uh, streams on Twitch now. I was watching you, Del Howard. Oh, gross. Wow. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. did, you, did you follow? Because if you didn't, then you know, what the fuck, I man? Didn't, Come on. I didn't because I just, I followed because the video just played in the Twitter when I clicked it. But you were playing that game where you talk to ghosts on the old timey radio. Yes, at the moment I am playing a game that is called At Dead of Night, in which I uh, am wandering around a hotel talking to ghosts on a radio, while the man who owns the hotel is trying to murder me. It was pre- it was fun to watch. I was enjoying it's it. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's terrifying. It's, it's a cool good story. Time. What is uh? What's the tw- how do we find you on the Twitch? So, uh, if you are looking for me on Twitch, I will post on my Twitter uh, every day if I'm going to be going live. But uh, on Twitch, it is uh, the name is Maddie D V O. Uh, or as some people have dubbed it, Maddie Devo. Maddie Devo. Look up Maddie Devo, and you can see his fun <laughs> hair on the Twitch. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> I have fun hair, but no one's going to see it. Maybe I'll post it in the Facebook group on our 60 year anniversary. We both have pretty fun hair. Oh, Anthony's working on a business mullet, and I have weird dreads. I'm braiding my pubes. Yeah. <laughs> I look like, are you? That's behind the paywall on Patreon. Rugs, yeah, where can yeah. people see your, your pubes? Oh. You can you won't see my pubes, but you can see me at really a rug boy on Twitter. Uh, come by and say hello, please. If you want to see the pubes, you're right. Delhauer, jockinner.com slash Patreon. Slide we'll, into my DMs. We'll show you, you give us money, I'll show you whatever pubes you want, listener. Uh, make sure you share the show, listener. That's the most important thing. Spread the geekery. Spread the stupidity. We'd appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. 
He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. I fucking I will love fucking you. kill you. Reach around there, Pat Man. Oh, I forgot to mention he sounded like Jim fucking Carey the whole time. Yes, he did. Hey. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Daddy nerd. <laughs>